And now a quick word from our sponsor. Episode 123. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carryover, counterculture, pushovers. Pop culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids. What's to say's already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. You're listening to the only podcast with the balls to bite a radioactive spider. It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. And he's a leftover. Stop! Him a time. All right, yeah. So it's just uh, just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Just the two of us. Man, me and I. Frank. <laughs> hey, at least we hit the right last note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 really all I wanted out of this show, Frank. <laughs> I think we can just wrap it up here, and just like all good leftovers, stay on their doggy backs. <laughs> make sure to hit that last note. We'll see you next week. <laughs> All right, yeah, uh, here's the deal. Uh, it's, uh, it's a Frank and Brian episode this week. Uh, Jay had the opportunity to go to Chicago, so he's gonna be up in Chicago this weekend. Uh, and Jake, I guess, I guess he has some, uh, raging thoughts this weekend <laughs> because he's sick. It's coming out of both ends. He's, yeah, he's sick this week and he could, yeah, we got the text yesterday that he's, uh, having some really, really sick thoughts. Yucko. Yeah. So. Kind of makes me think twice about this mudslide mix mm. we're drinking. Mm. Tell people about this mudslide mix. Oh, it's awesome, man. We like, uh, so, uh, Jake works at a, a supermarket and he snagged a picture of some good Chi Chi's mudslide shit that was on sale, like almost mm-hmm. half off. This is the stuff that I've been bringing to like recordings like every week. Yeah. And, uh, I stopped by the one in Peoria to see if they mm-hmm. had the same prices and they did. And I also saw some uh, banana stuff. I don't even remember the damn name of it. We just looked at it a little bit ago. Yeah, like, I'm bananas over I'm going, here I'm going bananas for cock is what it said. <laughs> <laughs> it's, sure. It's got some monkey holding a banana like it's his cock. <laughs> well, I was wondering what that salty taste was. But anyway, uh, so, like, you had the brilliant fucking idea as I'm bringing the blender out to the garage. Just throw that shit in there. Yeah. So we threw the mudslide mix and the banana shit together and yeah. some ice. And it that's feels like I'm getting like fucked up off of like a banana split man pretty much it's yeah. so good that was the best idea ever great it's good shit man so uh you know what we've got a lot of new listeners since the star wars the force awakens episodes yeah and uh, a lot of them haven't heard you so i want you to apologize to them now <laughs> because this is going to be the last episode that they ever listened yeah, to pretty much so just yeah, just I, apologize now <laughs> sorry about my personality it gets out of control yeah. but this is this is frank he's not one of the leftovers he's a yeah, left out this is true you're you're probably you're probably the favorite left out though uh could be I don't yeah know. you are <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, so. There's no popularity contest, but in my mind. Yeah, that's true. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, Frank, welcome back. How, and, uh, people, catch people up. How you been? Uh, just real busy with house stuff, mostly. Um, some family shit, but not too much. But House uh, stuff? Like, you've been watching the show House? Oh, God, no. I mean, well, I have before, but no, I, I had a flooded basement. Yeah. Because uh, we actually had to leave here because the power went out. Um, all the power lines went down uh, here real close, so we actually had to pack up and go to a hotel for a night. Right. Well, when the power went out, the sump pump stopped working, and I had about, it wasn't much. It was only a quarter inch of water in the basement. But, like, as uh, Dan West can attest to, because he saw the basement and spent some time down there, I, I was had everything as a little bit of a mess. So mm. I had a bunch of garbage and stuff I had to toss. I didn't lose anything really of value other than an entertainment center and uh, some area rugs. Right. But uh, I, I bought a new entertainment center, new area rugs, and we did rebuild, so everything was cool. Uh, but other than that, I mean, it took me three weeks to get done with the fucking dumpster. Because it's hard to do that shit and juggle a two-year-old at the same time. Yeah. So that's mostly what I've been doing. Yeah. And drinking. And drinking. <laughs> I can't forget that. Yeah. All right. I want to. I'm just gonna give a couple shout-outs here real quick. I want to shout out to our buddy uh, Wael Terabishi. Uh, he started a new YouTube. It's uh, Terabishi Gaming. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. Wael's awesome, man. Yeah, he is, man. The, the, He's a better gamer than what I am, and I've, I've got full functioning use of everything. So, yeah. I mean, it, it's awesome to watch what he does. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. So, yeah, he he is. Was that me? Yeah. What the fuck is that? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, Brian's dating disaster, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no, anyway. Yeah, anyway, Whale's awesome. So, uh, subscribe to his YouTube page. It's Terabishi Gaming Tate. Uh, Tay. I'm trying to say T. Taylor Swift. T- Taylor T- <laughs> T- Tay. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor, it's a Terabishi Gaming. T-A-R-A-B-I-S-H-I Gaming. So uh, subscribe today. Also, I wanted to thank John Hawksby. Mm-hmm. He runs our Instagram. Yep. You know what he did recently? What did he do? He hit a 1,000 followers on our Instagram page. No shit. Yeah. Nice. So that's more than we got on our Facebook. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow, I don't even remember last time I checked how many likes there are on Facebook. Mm. I stopped counting like around six something. Yeah, yeah. There's like nine hundred and something now. Oh fuck! Yeah. Getting close. Good job. Yeah. Uh, last week we talked about TFS seven hundred six. TFS. All right, guys. Next week is the. I'm going to announce the big winner. I got a bunch of entries, so keep them coming in. Uh, and I'm going to throw this out there. I did get a response from TFS. Oh, God. I have an email, so I'm going to talk about that and give everybody the update on uh, the lowdown on that situation. Nice. So. Nice. Yeah, no comment this week, but we'll talk about it next week. <laughs> well, see, I mean, this is exactly why you couldn't be an off-air producer, because nobody wants to fucking just hear me talk by myself. Oh, God, that would be a great episode. No. Only if, like, you could tap into my mind and listen to the voices that are in my head, too. Yeah. No, 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 and then people would be scared. Yeah, I don't think we. This <laughs> <laughs> go weird. John's like, dude, I just hit a thousand followers. I don't want to cut it in half. Yeah, where well, those go, goes a couple mm-hmm. more. <laughs> so, uh, I guess I guess what we'll do is we'll move on to our uh, emails this week. You want to do some emails? Yeah, we can do emails. All right. How long's it been? You haven't been here since Star Wars. Jesus. Yeah, and I don't even remember how long it was been. It had been before that. It'd been a while. Yeah. All right, emails. Come
got mail. It's not spam. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secure channel. Hey, a letter for me? It's now time for the leftovers to dig way, way down deep into their sack of mail. All right, mail this week. Let me turn that down. There we go. Mail this week. First email comes from Cody Shackelford. Good old Cody. Nothing, Frank? (laughs) It's Cody? I don't know. It's Cody Shackford. He says, hey, Leftovers, sorry for the last-minute email. He sent this last week, Frank. Okay. Did I put it in last week's emails? No. Fuck no. I put it in for this week. Sorry, Cody. He actually sent it, like, during our recording. Oh, shit. I couldn't get it in. I didn't even know he sent it until later. Damn. Sorry, Cody. I really enjoyed the review of The Hateful Eight. I haven't seen it yet, but I can't wait. Have you seen it yet? No. The fuck you just just cleaning up fucked up basements and hanging out with kids. <laughs> Pretty much, man. There's a list of movies I've been wanting to try to get out to. I even had a couple days off lined up to go, but no can go. He goes, uh just wanna let you guys know if you're ever in LA, Orange County, I'd like to uh sign you guys into Disneyland. I don't know if you've ever heard of our season of the Force Overlay in Tomorrowland, but I think you guys would like it. Bet you guys can't wait for Star Wars Land. It's still a long way off, but when it's finished, it's going to be truly amazing, Cody. Cool. Have you heard about Star Wars Land? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah, they got like the new Star Tours going on. Yeah. And they've already added like some of the new planets, like Jakku. Oh, wow. Damn, mm-hmm. they're right on it. Yep. Well, I guess they would be, duh. I'm ready, man. I want to fucking, I want to go in the Millennium Falcon and shit. No shit. That'd be cool as hell. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. Next email comes from uh, JD. And he starts off, hey, fuckers. <laughs> I like this already. I, I like this guy. <laughs> my, one of my favorite listeners right now. You start off with any email saying, hey, fuckers, I'm down. <laughs> I'll keep it short. I found myself very interested in comic book stories, lore, and characters all my life. Now, this, this is not a good question for you. He's going to ask us about comic books. Oh, shit. Uh, Frank's not the comic book reader. Not so much. No. No. I, I, I read about as many comic books as you do play video games. Mm-hmm. It's like two. <laughs> yeah. However, I can't seem to get into the actual act of reading a book. Something about it doesn't work for me. Yeah. Re- reading Rainbow as a kid must have been <laughs> like, <laughs> what is this LeVar Burton talking about? <laughs> well, I mean, I was feeling him for a minute up until he said just reading a book, period. Mm-hmm. I'll read book books. Just yeah. comic books are hard for me. I don't know why. It's not that I dislike them. It's just, you know, I have a hard time getting hooked with it. Maybe that's his problem, Yeah, too. there's pictures, and there's they're only 22 <laughs> pages, typically. It's rough. It's a rough read. <laughs> I think it's a price, too. $2.99 to $3.99 a comic sometimes. Really? They're that expensive? Fuck The yeah, only real experience expensive. I've got with a whole bunch of comics is mm-hmm. uh, Marvel Unlimited, which is fucking awesome because you pay yearly and you get yeah. access to everything. Yeah, but if you want to like get into Image Comics, you're looking at two ninety nine, three fifty, and three ninety nine. Damn. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'm going about it the wrong way or looking at it from the wrong perspective, but I just can't seem to get into it. So I watch movies, listen to audiobooks, and read articles perverted with bias, but I feel like I'm missing something. Anyhow, I was hoping you guys might have some ideas on how to get around this. Yeah, Frank, fill, it, fill us in. <laughs> fill us in, Frank. <laughs> well, I mean, the the only comic that uh, really wants... I, I, my uh, Marvel Unlimited subscription lapsed. 
and I'm getting ready to re-up it. I was just talking to the wife about it yesterday. Right. And the one that makes me want to re-up it is Deadpool. Not only because you got the upcoming movie coming up, but also I read a little bit of it uh, last year yeah. when they were really getting hot and heavy with the announcements and stuff. You really got to find the one that kind of speaks to you, I guess. And because Deadpool's insane and perverted as fuck, I mean, that speaks to me. So that's the only thing I could come up with myself. Yeah, I think it depends on, like, well, like what genre are you into? Right. If you like horror comic books. I mean, Dark Horse has some great horror comic books. Um, do they still do the Buffy? I I don't know if did they, yeah they do Buffy I don't okay. know if they still do Buffy right but I, I know they do uh, like Colder which is a great horror comic book um, I think Toss the Bones is like the new Colder series that's out right now if you like I don't know if you like uh, like the uh, sword fighting and shit like that like Conan and stuff like Dark Horse does the Conan and um, I'm thinking somebody does Red Sonia. I think it's Dynamite does Red Sonia. Sure. Uh, Marvel's doing Star Wars comics. Um, if you like independent comics, I mean, from, I don't know, science fiction, uh, even fantasy and uh, uh, all that stuff, Image is great. They do horror comics too. Like Snyder's got a book called Witches. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kirkman's got a book called Outcast. Um, of course, you can read Walking Dead. And that's the thing, too. Tie-ins are huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I've read all the way up to issue 100 of the Walking Dead series and stopped there. Yeah, me too. Uh, because the show's good. And I, I kind of want to I want to see the show first and then go back and catch up on the comics as they go. Right. Uh, so, I mean, if you, find, if you find that you have an affinity toward, you know, one specific character or whatever, then maybe check out comics from that character or that universe. Yeah. I also like just pick up some of the the great stories in trade, like uh, you know uh, Craven's Last Hunt, you know uh, the Spider Man story, good. Phoenix Saga, X Men, um, uh, Red Sun, Superman, All Star Superman. Uh, pick up uh, the Dark Knight Returns. Civil War is a good read. Civil War. Um, I mean, just start picking up books in trade. Saga is my favorite comic book. Uh, Autumn Lands is great. Um, trying to think here. Lazarus by Greg Rucka. Um, shit, there's just so many comic books. So, yeah, it's all. I mean, there's pretty much something out there to suit mm-hmm. your taste, regardless of what you're into. Yeah, yeah. Fucking uh, Matt Fraction does a book called Sex Criminals, Frank. <laughs> and it's about. Se- it might be a little beyond. Sex Criminals is about. <laughs> it's about. It's about this guy. Whenever he fucking has sex, time stops. Really? And when, yeah, or when he just jacks off, time stops. Like mid-orgasm and it lasts forever, or how it, does that work? It lasts, it lasts, it goes through the refractory period, and when he, and when he wants to have sex again, when he starts getting turned on again, time starts again. Jesus Christ. So, so basically, okay, so then he meets, he finally meets somebody else with the same ability. So this woman, she has the same ability. So when okay. she gets off, time stops for her. They meet each other. And they find out about these. So when they when they meet for the first time and they have sex and they both come at the same time, yeah, they both pause time and they realize that they both have this special ability. Shit. And they become like the sex Bonnie and Clyde and start like robbing banks <laughs> oh, and shit. Oh. It is an amazing comic. I guess it kind of makes it hard for her to fake it though. That's true. You always know, <laughs> right? Because if she's fucking frozen, then you Very know you're, you're the only one that got off, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I bet he's never been frozen. Probably not. Never. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> no. 
Poor girl. All right. He goes, uh, also, just a quick thank you for the podcast in general. I listen at work through a Bluetooth cleverly disguised as a hearing aid. My job is a bit rough at times, and I'm also going through some pretty hairy relationship shit at the moment, and my brain is one of those that just doesn't turn off. So it's nice to have a couple of hours a week with some good conversation peppered with dick and fart jokes to sort of keep me centered. I know you hear this sort of thing a lot, and now you've heard it again. And thanks from JD. Nice. Yeah. We've all been there, man. Oh, God. The fucking relationship bullshit. I'm divorced. Mm -hmm. I'm divorced. I've been divorced. Yep. Mm -hmm. World's fucked up. Yeah. And I've, I've... Play my dating disasters like I know. every few months to let people know where I'm at. Right, right. Yeah. So. If it's a hassle, just let it go, bro. Cut it off like a diseased hand. <laughs> yeah, just keep listening, man. I'm glad we can be there for you. I've had podcasts for me be there for me when I've gone through some hairy shit, so I get it. Next email comes from Reese Laney Lane. Hey, leftovers. Still loving the show and listening when I get it every Monday. So, the Doctor Strange villain is Mads Mikkelsen. I am so excited for this. I love him in Hannibal, which is my favorite show. And with him being in Rogue One, I think that this will be a big year for this guy. This is now, this has now made this my second most anticipated film for 2016 behind Batman v Superman. I never watched Hannibal. Me neither. Yeah. No. Mads Mikkelsen has like one of those faces though. Right. Creepy. It is creepy. Yeah. It's like he's got like that chiseled jaw. Mm-hmm. That shit is. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I, uh, I don't know if I'm like so super pumped about it, you know, just because there's so many fucking movies this year. Jesus. I mean, it's like every time I turn around, I'm like, okay, if somebody asks me like what my top three is, yeah. I forget one. You know, yeah. there's so many movies coming out this year. Yeah. It's up there, but, you know, I mean, Jesus, when you got like 10 fucking comic book movies coming out, where, mm-hmm. where do you like <laughs> draw the line? Like, this well, is not like. On top of that, we got fucking. Do we, do we have another Planet of the Apes movie coming out this year? I don't know. Oh, I mean, shit, I, I know we got like a Pirates of the Caribbean coming out soon. Yeah. Or like, I don't know, 2017. I don't know. Fuck. But I know we got Independence Day. Yeah. That one's not so much on my... <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going to see it, though. We'll see it, but yeah, I can't say I'm, like, super pumped excited about it. Yeah, sure. But, yeah, I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot. I mean, this is a far cry from, what, like, 2008 when that first Iron Man came out? Yeah. I mean, now we're getting this shit, like, hand over fist all over the fucking place mm-hmm. where it used to be, like, we'd be like, oh, my God, can't they just make one good comic book movie? Yeah. Well, I think we, some. I think back in the day we thought some of them were good. Like yeah, when, like when X Men first came out, I was like, "Oh my god, one. this is awesome!" Right? I remember. But now uh, I look back on X Men, I'm just like, "Oh god!" <laughs> I remember uh, I was so excited to show people when it came out on DVD. Mm-hmm. The whole thing where like uh, they they think that Wolverine's uh, oh fuck mystique, and yeah. he says, "Wait, are, are you really you?" And he's like, "You're a dick." Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> felt like i just watched that scene right yeah <laughs> oh boy anyway also a quick suggestion for you guys if you don't already watch it my new favorite show since hannibal went off the air the 100 starts this week with its third season it's that show the 100 it's on cw i've never watched i've it. heard it i've never watched it yeah though. i've not watched it either i know people like it some people like it hmm. wow it's amazing it 
three female leads uh, are outstanding, and it has massive decisions made by characters in it that feel not only long-lasting, but give real consequence to the show. The first two seasons are on Netflix now, and the first two episodes are a bit hard to get through, as it's very teen drama. Then there is an extremely dark turn in episode three, and there is no looking back from there. It's definitely uh, the TV sci-fi hit I need. I could suffer through a couple of episodes to get to where it's good. Yeah. And I know you uh, finally got caught up on Game of Thrones, but I had to introduce that to I don't know how many different people, and i watch it with them. And through that first season, like if you was to go back and watch that first season now, it's like, man, up until about episode eight or nine, it's a bit of a drag yeah. compared to how it is now. Yeah. And, you know, that's a long ways to have to go, especially when each hour is a full 60 minutes long. So I could suffer through, you know, a couple 40-minute episodes to try to see if it's good. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's, it's it's called the 100, and it's on CW. And I know those shows are like usually like 20 some episodes. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, longer they're, episode seasons. Yeah, they're hard to out. get. They're hard to jump in on. And I'm watching so much shit as it is. Right. I don't know. I have to see how many fucking episodes it is. Right. It's on their third season, so what? It would be up like around forty. Yeah, you're looking at 40 episodes maybe yeah, to catch up. Right. Maybe 46, because like a lot of those shows are 23 episodes. I would wonder if it's something to where you could kind of hit the ground running mm-hmm. a bit. Because uh, actually, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, when it came out in the mid-90s, I didn't watch the first or second season. I caught mm-hmm. into it like midway through the third. Yeah. Which is you know pretty heavy because you got Faith, Eliza Dushku, and stuff in there. And then that got me interested to go back and catch up. I'd be interested to see if it's something that if it's like in the mid-swing of killer shit right now mm-hmm. if it's good now and then go catch up after right now i'm you know what just listen to you it doesn't make me want to watch anything <laughs> like, I, I probably i probably won't watch tv for like the next fucking month because of that listening to me speech, usually yeah. only makes people want to like eat a gun not, <laughs> not go watch television. pretty much i'm just glad i got more of that fucking banana drink over here <laughs> right yeah, i cause alcoholism <laughs> jesus christ anyway <laughs> Let me read the rest of this. Uh, anyway, if uh, any of the Army watch it and want to hit me up on Facebook to talk about it, they can uh, feel free. Brian, uh, you are still suggesting awesome stuff, which I always geek, uh, geeks, which I also go seek out. So looking forward to some more this year. Thanks, Leftovers. Reese from Liverpool, England. So thank cool. you, Reese. Nice that we got uh, people from over there listening, too. I think Reese calls his balls Reese's Pieces. <laughs> Do you think he does? Good. You think so? If he didn't before, he does now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to fit an E.T. joke in there, fondling his Reese's, his, his Reese's Pieces somewhere. I can't figure out how to work it in there. I don't know. I can't help you out. No, all right, whatever. <laughs> Sorry. You're, you're fucking worthless. Pretty close. God. Well, I mean, fuck, before we started recording, I already had one of these big 32-ounce glasses of this shit. Did you? Yeah, man. This you is got my started second. early. This yeah. is like, yeah. I drained mine, though. I hit you up back after you were, like, halfway down, and my you cup's bigger than yours. drained your drink, right? Yes. Okay. I didn't know. <laughs> no, <laughs> you don't know what's going on below this table. I didn't know if you drained your, <laughs> drained your own Reese's. <laughs> Frank, how do you eat a Reese's? Oh, God. (laughs) All you see is like a blur on the screen. (laughs) KY. Frank's head bobbing up and down and shit. (laughs) That's how Frank. I'm talking about my own. I ain't draining nobody else's. (laughs) Ah, Next uh, email. (laughs) 
move on. Next email comes from John. Hi, Brian. He doesn't even acknowledge anyone else. That's okay. Just There's me. nobody else here that's <laughs> worth acknowledging right now. Hi, Brian. I'm about to post my first ever, hopefully funny, review on iTunes for Pop Culture Leftovers, and I thought I'd write you a personal email as well. My brother, scholar, and mate of 15 years, uh, Mr. Dan West, Ooh. recently went to America to meet up with you fine people and see Star Wars The Force Awakens. It was incredibly surreal, but awesome hearing my best friend talk about the stuff we love. And though I've only seen him once in five years since I, since moving to Japan, I believe he got some, someone a Mog. Yeah, he got Jake, yeah, Jake the, yeah. the Mog. Yep. Figure. Mm-hmm. I, which I didn't even I didn't even know what a mog was. Well, he's a Moogle. He's from Final Fantasy. Oh, I know you yeah. do. You're a <laughs> fucking dork. I, <laughs> I didn't know what a mog was. I right. thought it was like somebody being lazy and just not calling him a mogwai. <laughs> so, it's like, is that abbreviation for something? Yeah, is that mog? Is that, is that fucking gizmo? It's a mog. Don't feed it after midnight. Is it a typo? Did somebody get him a mug? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. Anyway, I'm really enjoying the podcast. I'm particularly interested in the Hateful Eight. Tarantino discussions as I have recently questioned his recent form, especially after going back and watching his filmography both as a writer and director. I could go on, but I just wanted to thank you for making the greatest person I know so happy. Regards, John. So Good deal. Yeah. And I can definitely second that sentiment about him being the greatest person oh, I know, he, yeah. Awesome man. So cool. Yeah, dude. It was yeah. so awesome having him here, you know, for those days that we had him and Yeah. I want to say me and him spent at least like eight hours hanging out mm-hmm. in this garage just shooting the shit, doing nothing but just talking. Yeah. If I could replace you with him right now, oh, yeah. I'd Fuck. snap my fingers in a heartbeat. If if Kelly could replace anybody right. with, with him. <laughs> right. So. <laughs> was there an indecent proposal going on here that I did no. not know about? No. Like, like, was she asking for a hall pass? What the fuck is going on there? In the no. old Hammer household, jeez. Although uh, David Tennant is on both on both our lists, so <laughs> you would do it with David. I just want him to cuddle me and talk to me. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> no, seriously though, like I, I don't, I don't like geek out about like, oh my god, if I met this person, I'd be like a complete mess. Yeah, like I think I could hold it together with anybody yeah. other than maybe him because mm-hmm. I'm I'm a real big fan of his. Oh, he's awesome. Yeah, all the yeah. shit he does. Uh, next uh, email comes from Mason Gillock. Hi, guys. I'm a new listener. I'll make it short. Just wanted to say I love the show, the humor, the not giving a fuck, and the useful info. Stay fucking awesome. PFS. Oh, a PFS. <laughs> he, he, he also, no, he said PS, and he gave a TFS oh, okay. name, so I'll read that next week. Ah, uh, gotcha. So, yeah, he's, he entered himself into the old TFS contest. Aha. Matt Allen. No, thank you, Mason. I'm glad you're listening. This will probably be Mason's last episode. Yeah, because he's got to hear me. Yeah, thank you, Mm -hmm. Frank. You're welcome. Yeah, I don't know. The chemistry between me and Frank... I don't know. We Our to, bond is booze. Need to, yeah, we need to drink more rum. <laughs> Pretty much. <Yeah. laughs> Next email comes from Matt Allen. Matt Allen says, uh, Dear Leftovers, I have been a listener since episode 50 and have gone back and listened to every episode. This is my favorite podcast, and I've been in contact over Facebook, but thought I'd drop an email to thank you for the hours of entertainment every week. The mix of real honest comedy, well-thought-out content, and times when shit has got real has got me through some low times 
and help me continue the good times week by week. I will keep this short and just add one question. I love how people are like, I'm going to keep this short. They know how I get fucking pissed off. Yeah, know, That's what it that. is. It is. Like, everybody's like, hey, they like, they want, they like want to preface every fucking email. Right. Like, hey, Brian. Wait, it's short. Dude, it's short. Trust me. <laughs> Don't fuck me Don't up. worry. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't roast me. Don't ban me. <laughs> I know. He says, I will keep this short and just add one question. In an ideal world, how would Spider-Man be introduced to the MCU? Thanks, Matt Allen. Hmm. Man, I keep going over this because Civil War is one of the things that one of the very few comic series, you know, that, that I've read long before the movie came out. I read it over a year ago. And, you know, if you've read Civil War, you know how Spider-Man plays an integral role in the shit between Tony Stark and Cap. And the, I, I don't think they're going to be able to do it the same way. He's going to be in the movie, though. Yeah, you're, you're just fucking, you're like walking all over around his question. You're just like, yeah, I know you're, you're like, you're, you're, you're a horrible lover with his question. Like, you're just giving him like the tip right <laughs> no, no, now. No, no. Just, well, no, he no, wants, no. he wants, no, he wants the full Monty. He wants it all. Right, but you got to He wants to know how would it. you introduce it. And you're tiptoeing around his question and saying, all this other shit. Well, the thing, the thing of it would be is to somehow, like, bust him out all over your face. You can't do it subtly. Bust him out all over your face. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm concerned with, okay, so he's gonna be in Civil War. Yeah. You think, okay, so the Russo brothers are gonna bring him into, uh, into into uh, civil war, right? The Russo brothers are directing this. You think like they're behind closed doors and saying, "How can we bust Spider Man <laughs> all over the audience's face?" No, no. Um, <laughs> well, see, you can't you can't do with them what they did in the comic. So, it, I, I know he's asking if we could, how would we do it? Mm-hmm. It it would. You can't do a standalone. He needs to come in, like, okay, not even counting Civil War. If he, to introduce him, it would need to be, like, in the middle of somebody else's movie, just out of the fucking blue, here he comes as Spider-Man. Don't yeah. worry about fucking Peter Parker. Do that. Deal with that shit later. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I don't know if that's how they're going to do it in this, but I think if you're going to do it, I mean, it needs to be a fucking, like, when you're in the middle of the crowd in the theater and you see him on screen for the first time, like, a holy fuck, what did they just do? Right. That would be it. I would have, I would have just like, I think it should have been done in like Age of Ultron, awful movie in my opinion, but like when the destruction is going on in like one of these cities, I would have just had him there as Peter Parker, snapping a picture. Could have done that. Yeah. But on the flip side, you're looking at he's not working for the Daily Bugle yet because he's fucking a 15, 16 year old now. Right. So I don't know that, and they didn't have him cast then either. So yeah, they didn't have Tom Holland cast then. Well, no. Be- they had had him cast before that. They could have. They could have. They could have filmed something real quick. Did they have him cast before that? I think they did. I can't remember. Now. I think they did. I'm pretty sure they did. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. I, I don't know. I'd rather. I. You know, we, we've seen him go through the origin story twice. I would rather just see Spider-Man come in kicking ass. Yeah, that's. I, I don't want to see the origin story again. Right. What's we the know, fucking point? Right. We know Ben's dead. We know with right. great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. Just yeah. bring his ass right on in. Right. That, yeah. That's that's how I do it. Just introduce him. Mm-hmm. It's Spider-Man. You fucking know who he is. Yeah. <laughs> and if you don't, you got fucking however many films you can go back and watch. Five. Yeah. Yeah, it's just interesting. I mean, this is since it's so young, it can't be like a Spider-Man that's been doing this for a while. Dude. It's got to be something new. Yeah. And I can't believe that they're going to show his origin in Civil War 
Oh God, I hope because not. It, well, it comes out before his solo movie. You think that that would be like in a solo movie, but I don't need to see it again. We yeah, all know really what don't. happens. Yeah, I mean, what year did the first one come out with Raimi? Was it two thousand and one? Two thousand two. Two thousand two. Okay, so we're only dealing with 14 years, and we already have one reboot already. We definitely don't need to see any origin story, in my opinion. No. Just drop them into situations we haven't seen yeah, before. Yeah, but like every fucking Batman movie, we see the origin story. Uh, yeah, it's true. Because we're seeing it again. <sighs> we just found out that, what's her name, Lauren Cohen, from, yeah, uh, who plays Walking Maggie Dead. from Walking Dead, is going to play Martha Wayne. Right, that's a weird casting, in my opinion, too. I mean, I love her, but... No, she's she's going to die. That's all she's got to do is get shot. Right. Well, she's well, no. She's kind of a waste. She's going to die in the box office with that fucking bullshit movie, The Boy. Oh, fuck. That looks like shit. Jesus. The My little... son asked me to take him to see that. I'm like, fuck no. Yeah. No, 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 no. Little Pee Wee Herman looking Jesus doll. Jesus Christ. Fucking. Wannabe fucking poltergeist shit. Yeah, it's just weird. It is. I don't know. All right. I don't know. So, uh, I don't know if we answered your question. I don't think we did. I kind of did. It was a great question. (laughs) (laughs) How would you want to see him come in there? (laughs) I don't know. I I thought for a time, like, uh, you know, I thought for a time, just, like, have him be Peter Parker snapping pictures in, like, one of these movies, and then, like, later on bring him in. But no origin story. Right. But he's so young. That'd be a nice, gentle way. Yeah. Yeah. He could still snap pictures on his own. He had to learn how to take pictures before he worked at the Bugle, I guess. Yeah, I'm not saying he's never fucking used a camera. <laughs> How do you use this shit? What is this device? He's like <laughs> looking at it like a fucking monkey looking at a hammer or something. Do you think now that he would like be fucking with his phone? Because, you know, it's 2016 and, you know, I don't even know anybody that has just a standalone fucking digital camera anymore. Ah, he might be one of those weird fucking kids. <laughs> Hanging on to old technology. I like analog over digital. Right. You never know. Big camera, I need the lens. All right. Thanks for the question, Matt Allen. We're fucking pathetic. (laughs) We don't know. (laughs) It's a great question, though. (laughs) I don't know. It's probably served better if you ask somebody else. (laughs) Pretty much, other than just a combination of us. Yeah. Next email comes from Johnny B. Hi, Brian. Just just wanted to wish you a happy new year and to thank you for the great job you guys are doing on the podcast. The Star Wars shows were excellent, and I laughed my ass off for the first hour of episode 121. Keep up the great work. Army member, Johnny B. Cool, that was short. Yeah. Johnny B. Good. Johnny B. Bad. Johnny B. Everything. Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> Frank be shutting up now. <laughs> Frank Jesus. be getting drunk. <laughs> God. Frank be not making sense. Pretty much. Yeah. Thomas Rowling. I, this is where I want to insert like Limp Biscuit going, keep rolling, 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 rolling. <laughs> Thomas Rowling. Hey, Brian, Jake, and Jay. No Frank in there. That's okay. I'm not around enough to be in You're a left out. Yeah. This is why people, people were like, why is Frank not a leftover? This is why. Yeah. yeah. This is why. Well, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, you don't make Jimmy Olsen a fucking member of the Justice League. That'd be awesome. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) He he could order sandwiches and make make coffee like nobody's I would make Mary-Kate and Ashley members of the Justice League. Oh, God. I wouldn't make them members of anything other than fucking eat a sandwich. They got asked to be on Fuller House, and I think they turned it down. Yeah, Elizabeth uh, Olsen also turned it down, too. They asked her if she wanted to do it instead. Fucking, you know the middle daughter, Jodie Sweetin? Yeah. She's on in real life. She's on her fucking fourth marriage now. Whoa, really? Yeah, that is a full fucking house. Jeez. <laughs> well, she's having she's had everybody up in her house apparently. <laughs> you know, 
Jeez. Fuck the JJ. Jeez Louise. Gosh. She's probably got enough room in there to house everybody. She's probably got like an entire Vietnamese family living up in there. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Fucking like refugees from Cuba. Jesus Christ. Come on in. Everybody's welcome. Gosh. All right. Thomas Rowling just finished this week's episode and it made me think. I've never emailed you guys to tell you how much I love and appreciate what you do. He's talking about, okay, so last week we had a guy complain about our thoughts on Star Wars The Force Awakens, and the guy had never reached out to us before until he had a complaint. I didn't get that far in the episode. I never do. No, the fucking You get drunk and pass out. No, 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 no. (laughs) My Bluetooth speaker didn't hold up long enough. Uh, I got through all the TFS yet. Yeah, you're premature... I don't know. I'm looking for some kind of premature ejaculation. Joke. Yeah, my ears won't hold up long enough. There you go. All right. So anyway, he's a, he says, I've never emailed you guys to tell you how much I love and appreciate what you do and how much I look forward to the show every week. It's the least I can do. I can't remember what the first episode I downloaded was, but it was way back in the teens or 20s, and I've never missed one since. Pop Culture Leftovers is my favorite podcast and has been for a long time. I don't always agree with everyone's opinion, but that's the whole point. I love hearing them and thinking about this shit. Thanks so much for the awesome show, and fuck all the haters, lurkers, and podcast poison. Fuck them. Tom. P.S. I'd really like to help you guys out with a little change to show some appreciation and with costs, etc. I can't see a donate button anywhere. Do you guys have a Patreon or anything? What's the easiest way? Hmm. First off, thank you for being a supporter of the show. I mean, I know I get on here and I berate listeners and I give you guys a lot of shit. It's just because I give everyone a lot of shit. That's just how I am. That's like, oh, yeah. that's basically that's how I was raised. Like me and my family, we we would just fucking like rip on each other all the time. That's like what it was. It was like a, like a twenty four hour roast. I guess that was our fucked up way of saying I love you. Right. Or or, or <laughs> I don't know. I get down with that. My yeah. uh, my cousin's my best friend, pretty much, and we refer to each other. Yeah. Hey, bastard. There you go. How it goes? There you go. <laughs> uh, so it's like it's like one of those things. Like that's what we do, and we rip on each other, rip on each other on the show, mm-hmm. and so that's what we do with the listeners. We're just having fun. That's just like how we fucking do it here. Oh yeah. As for like donating to the show, I've never put my hand out. I've never asked for listeners for anything for the show ever. I've kind of been like anti, kind of like asking people for money and shit. I've right. never really wanted to put a donate button up. As long as I can pay for this thing, I will continue to do it. Right. Uh, if there ever comes a day, I guess, where like I couldn't afford to do it, then maybe I would look to the army to help support. Um, but it's one of those things where, like, honestly, like we do it out of the love in our hearts. I understand, like, people want to. Maybe people do want to donate. I don't know. That's like one of those things. Like, maybe we could watch a lot more movies if people like sent more money in or something like that. But like, I've never asked for it. Right. I've kind of been like anti that. Like I hate yeah. fucking hearing. Yeah, people, people always get their hand out or yeah. like they want to try to get like as soon as like first sponsor tries to come up and be like, hey, hey, you know, you know, if you if you drop our name, we'll give you X amount of money. Right. But then it, not so much with the listeners as with them, but like you don't want to be beholden to anyone. You want it to just be whatever it is. Because mm-hmm. then like say somewhere down the road, this dude who gives you money, you know. Like, you disagree on a thought or whatever. You don't want right. to get all butthurt. Be like, hey, I gave you money to help you out. Yeah. 
Yeah. You just want your, your opinion to be your opinion. If you disagree on one, it's cool because what ends up happening is you move on and the next thing you agree and it ain't no big deal. I've never stopped listeners from sending gifts, though. That shit's cool. I, I That's love different. it. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of it's like stuff from the heart and yeah. stuff like that. Right. Like it means something for something. Like they heard us talking about something or whatever. Yeah. Like everything, like all the gifts that I've gotten from people, I put like, I've got like a comic book and I've got like a comic book room and I've got like a shelf and I put all the stuff up there and it's yeah. just nice to go in there and see everything that everybody's given me. Right. That's cool. Yeah. All right. So thank you, Tom. I don't know. We're not fucking beggars with our fucking hands out and shit wanting money from people. I don't know. If if there ever comes a day where I can't afford the fucking show, maybe I'd do it. But well, yeah, but I mean, I I mean, we've never, I mean, that I've ever been aware of, we've never had any kind of hard discussions about like, hey, it's like trying to get price or whatever. Cause, right. I mean, we could all you know chip in ourselves and keep it going. I think that'd be better. Yeah, myself, that's true. You know? Yeah, because like I do, I do shell out a lot of yeah. money for the show every yeah. month. Between, I'll be honest, like uh, between thirty to forty dollars a month, I spend. The, Damn. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Like, depending on how long our episodes go, sometimes I spend 40 bucks a month. Fuck! I did not know that. I've been doing it for, <laughs> yeah. Shit. Fuck, well. Yeah. Sounds <laughs> uh, like we need to have a little discussion well, off air. <laughs> Next uh, email comes from Andre. Hey, Pop Culture Leftovers crew, Jake and Jay, and their off-mic producer, Brian. <laughs> I have been listening for a long time. I love your rants. And I am personally not a Star Wars fan, so I don't think, I, so I don't drink the Star Wars Kool-Aid. Never owned any of the fucking toys. I never owned the movies until I got them for Christmas after watching The Force Awakens, but I enjoyed Star Wars The Force Awakens. I never liked all the other ones. I thought the prequel, I saw, uh, I thought the, uh, I thought the prequels uh, were garbage. I never had a big jerk off moment for any of the original three, but I enjoyed The Force Awakens. So I don't drink the Kool-Aid. I'm a huge Marvel fan. I saw the flaws in Age of Ultron. Also, fuck those guys who have a difference of opinion and don't give two shits. And all they want to do is complain about the negative. Fuck them all. So that's from Andre. Cool. So basically, yeah, it's one of those things. Like You can have a difference of an opinion with us. Mm-hmm. But if you come off like a dick, then we're going to call you out. Right. I mean, yeah, to say to like argue a point is one thing. To say somebody's stupid for their idea is a different thing. Yeah. Well, and he's basically saying we were biased. And we had a listener last week that sent in an email and said that we were biased because we all love Star Wars. And we just gave this movie. We all just like... Fucking, we're uh, talking with our Star Wars balls and all this shit. It was, he was kind of a dick. And so we kind of let him know in the episode that he was. <laughs> and um, it's one of those things, like, if I was so biased about Star Wars, I'm not a prequel lover. Right. Like, if I was biased about Star Wars, I would get on here and be like, oh, I love the prequels. Right. When, in all actuality, I did not enjoy those movies. Jake and I recently had a discussion uh, between us about the difference between the term hate and dislike. And he, from his point of view, those two are the same thing. And I, I had to tell him, well, no, I dislike the prequels. I don't hate them because they have the redeeming qualities. There's right. things about them I do like. Yeah. But I don't hate them because if I hated them, to me it would be like Iron Man 3 is to you. I'd actively avoid the shit. I wouldn't actively avoid them. But some of the thing is is that I wonder about like some younger listeners. Um, oh, for, stop. Uh, right there. What? That's just, I don't want you thinking about younger people at all. That's, Fuck that. That ain't not where we're going. That's, this is not that kind of show. Jesus Fucking Christ. we got Mr. Nambla over here. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> 
whoa. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm not that way, but. Um, yeah, there is something wrong with that. <laughs> well, Mambla. Nambla. What I was going for was that Star Wars encompasses eras where we've been alive. Right. When it was created, the original trilogy, the prequels, and now this. Yeah. It had pop culture elements to it. People talked the way that they did when those movies were created. Mm -hmm. So I know that way back in the day I was more enthusiastic about the prequels than what I am now because they haven't aged as well because there's not as many. I mean, back then it was like, ooh, CG, and that got wore thin real fucking quick. Uh, but at the time when it was released, it was like, oh, my God, I can't believe this stuff yeah. looks the way it does. So, like, the Star Wars movies are like the uh, Kelly McGillis movie. Do you know what I'm talking about? Remember yeah. Kelly McGillis from Top Gun? She's, oh, yeah. She was really hot at the time. You right. Look at Kelly McGillis. Like Jenny McCarthy, too. Jenny McCarthy. Like, same thing. Did she fall apart? Dude, she looked like some fu- kind of fucking alien on oh, New Year's Oh, look at Kelly Eve. McGillis. Yeah. Kelly Ma- thing. Yeah, Kelly McGillis, she went from looking like... like uh, I don't know, the hot girl next door to, like, uh, your, your grandmother. <laughs> so, yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's hard to kind of retro into those things. Right. You know, because if they're not current, it's not the thing. So it doesn't surprise me so much that if he wasn't into the others, that this did strike a chord with them because the mm-hmm. humor and the comedy and the pacing and everything is about what you would expect out of this day and age. Right. So, but, uh, yeah, I can't disagree with enough with that dude saying that we were talking with our Star Wars balls. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of the prequels. I mean. Right. You know, the more I, I discuss it with people, the more I realize I've got like valid points of why I like the new one as as opposed to yeah. it just being new. Yeah, I mean, you can disagree with this and say, yeah, I didn't like the movie, but mm-hmm. if you're a dick, I'm going to let you know you're a fucking dick. Right. And he was a fucking dick. I got to get caught up on that one. Oh, I only got halfway what, through you know, it. What, stop making these promises. What? Don't oh, turn God. this fucking room into a den of lies. <laughs> Son of a bitch. You're never going to listen. Fuck. I, I listen <laughs> sometimes. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> God damn it. All these listeners, they sit here. They listen to us five hours a week, and you you give us like half an hour. And <laughs> pass out drunk while you're... Two year olds crawling all over your face. Wake up. Wake up, drunk daddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh good no it's not like that at all <laughs> next email comes from Anna Anna Barksdale hello I've been an avid listener since episode this is the, this is like a bunch of emails for people like I guess when we when we went off on that listener last week we were talking about uh, how we never hear from people unless we fucking you know unless they're bitching about oh, right. and this week it's like all these people are coming out of the woodwork man letting us know like like I guess they felt guilty or something we listen <laughs> like I just want to let you know I appreciate I basically think they're saying you know what I just want to let you know I appreciate you now and then I'm going to fucking rain fire and brimstone in future emails on this podcast well we got a bunch of movies coming up this year that could be potentially divisive yeah, that's true Oh yeah, Batman v Superman, yeah. Suicide Captain, Squad, Captain America. Civil War, all of them. Deadpool. Yeah. Deadpool. Anna Barksdale says, hello, I've been an avid listener since episode 23, and your show has become an important part of my week. While I have never emailed, I have offered comments and questions through Twitter, and you have always been gracious enough to respond with insightful feedback or suggestions. I remember, Anna, I remember you on Twitter. After last week's podcast episode, Anger Management, I wanted to take the opportunity to send an email to respond to the stupidity of two supposed listeners who passive-aggressively or overtly criticized the show and whose comments lacked any basis other other than to instigate. Brian, I hesitate to compliment. 
for I may be mocked. She knows. She knows this too well. <laughs> she's like. She's like prefacing this. Right. She knows. Like like when people stroke us, we just like yeah whatever. Right. Yeah whatever. Stop stroking us. <laughs> she knows this. She's been listening since episode twenty three. Right. She goes on to say, so I will start off by saying fuck you. <laughs> and then I will go on to say, you are an exceptional host with a down-to-earth sensibility that has the equilibrium to make me laugh, think, and wholeheartedly enjoy listening to your show on a weekly basis. Your brutal honesty is refreshing, and you are truly the master of what you do, for I do not think I could listen to other hosts discuss topics for five hours. That's a good one. Stroke. <laughs> she did say fuck you first. And now she goes on to talk about Jake and Jane. You know what? They're not even here. Right. I'll read them anyway. You can see if they listen. They'll never listen. <laughs> Jake will never listen. He'll, he'll, he'll be like, yeah, I'm a PCL live tweet this episode. And he'll get through fucking like 30 minutes of the bitch and then he's done. Jake, once again, I will state fuck you too. Then go on to say that you, like Brian, are a remarkable podcaster who offers an important balance to the show. Just as Brian does, you offer well-constructed critique and comments on pop culture, while at the same time, you do not fear laughing at yourself, which is refreshing. Jay, finally, to follow the trend, fuck you also. (laughs) She's just a well-spoken Pretty much. She is. And since your return to the show, you have been a wonderful addition with your insightful contributions to the reviews, critiques, and commentary. Your laugh is infectious and brings a smile to my face every time I listen. I know. I missed that laugh this episode. I know. I got you over here. I know. Fucking fucking bullshit. Insane, like, fucking half-ass clown laughter. I, I get nothing. What? It's like no, it's like it's, it's it's like looking at a dead person. I'm looking into somebody's dead eyes right now. <laughs> I got two kids, man. That's what happens. <laughs> That's why we're telling you to I'm pull kidding. out. <laughs> so she she's done stroking here, I think. Oh no, no, she's not. I, I know this is a long email, and hopefully not one that will warrant an email ban. But your show has truly changed the way I consume media from the television shows I watch to the movies I have seen. A true testimonial to how important you are is in the fact that one of your number one listeners traveled across the pond to spend time with you and watch one of the most anticipated movies of 2015. If that is not dedication, I do not know what is. Thank you for what you do and asking nothing in return because in these times, that is so rare. So, nice. Yeah. Talking about Dan West coming over. And yeah. So, very cool. She she also, I think she was trying to give a TFS acronym here, but uh, she put it in as TSK, so she's oh. making up her own, own rules. She's like Burger King. Sometimes you got to break those get fucking rules. Yeah. Yeah, get your way or whatever that Make is. Make it your own way or whatever yeah. the fuck. I don't know. Beat off in the fucking lobby. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fucking crazy? Pretty much. If that was her fucking slogan. Be off in the lobby? Yeah. Burger King, you could beat off in the lobby. <laughs> Special sauce. Guy ordering a Whopper and jacking oh, it. Like, Burger King just don't give a shit. You gotta work like, it between the buns. You, you want to have your own way? You want to break the rules? <laughs> Good, dude. You want to order a Whopper with your dick in your hand? Jesus, don't add any extra salt. <laughs> anyway, she goes on to say, TSK, the shitty cooch. <laughs> It's not TFS, so I'm I'm gonna disqualify it. But you know what? I mean, it's it's a valiant effort. Yeah. And the other guy, his name wasn't memorable. Clearly, do not understand what it means to be a member of the pop culture, uh, the pop culture army, 
And as you said at the end of the last podcast, they are a waste of time, for they do not understand the true greatness of your show. From a listener who needed to speak up, Anna. Thank you. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. Kind of address like, the issue with mm-hmm. like like why there's no donate button in there too. Better yeah. than what we did. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> Don't ask us about Spider Man and donations. <laughs> <laughs> and, ne- and never never try to carry on a conversation about Burger King with me ever. <laughs> <laughs> it goes south so fast. <laughs> Jeez. All right, Michael J. Borelli gives us an email titled "Fuck That Guy." All right, then. I like that. <laughs> there you go. Got my attention. Yeah, you know, I pulled it. up the email. I was the first to see this. It's a good hook. A good hook. <laughs> like, what's the hook, Mike? What's, what's the hook, Michael, with this fucking email? He's like, read the title, bitch. <laughs> Who's that guy? Fuck that guy. <laughs> he says, hey, guys. Yeah, I, oh, he gave That's us it? a... He, no. <laughs> he gave us a TFS. Oh. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll read it on next week's show. But he goes, fuck that guy. More importantly, my wife and I have been loving Black Mirror. So glad you talked about that series. Some really disturbing concepts in each episode. I don't want to spoil any of it, uh, any of it but man, uh, but man, be right back. Fucked me up. I guess that's the name of that episode. Okay. I feel like we are not that far from a similar thing really coming out. Um, I still have not watched Black Mirror. Jake and Jay have. No, I haven't. You either. don't watch anything. I'm I not surprised. Some shit. What do you watch? Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Yeah. When's the last time you watched Doctor Who? This week. Lies. This past week? Lies. No, that's the truth. Oh, lies. Yeah, we're halfway through season six. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good. You're getting there. I was going to talk about that later, but... Well, we're going to talk about Doctor Who later. I figured. All right. I am late to the game on Daredevil's Netflix series. Just finished it, and holy shit, that was amazing. I got some serious Jules Winfield vibes from Wilson Fisk as he told the Good Samaritan story. Can't wait to get into Jessica Jones. Wow, that sounds like he's one to fuck her. Yeah, pretty much. Can't did. wait to get it. Well, everybody else did. Luke Cage. <laughs> <laughs> might, as, might as well. Pretty much. Luke Cage couldn't wait to get into her either. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Couple like times. First five episodes, that's all they did. Pretty, pretty much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get into the cage with Cage. <laughs> now I need to go back and listen to your Daredevil episode. Uh, keep them long. Uh, Mike, uh, Gamma Irradiated Leftover Army Physicist. Wow. That's his title. All right, then. He self-christened himself. Christened himself. He christened Gamma himself. Irradiated. Gamma radiated. Got some rage issues there, buddy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? Like the whole gamma. I get it. Okay. I get it. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Laugh out loud moment for me, Frank. Thank you. <laughs> no joke bombed when you have to fucking explain it. Oh, I got it. I got it, Frank. All right. <laughs> We're just going to end the episode right now. Thanks. Thanks for your emails. <laughs> Actually, what we're gonna do is we're gonna um, take a break, um, and you know I'm gonna title this episode "Least Downloaded Episode Ever." <laughs> <laughs> oh, the episode. I'm where, rusty. I'm rusty. The episode where we lost all our listeners. <laughs> Well, the upside of that is you have less emails to go through That's later true. on. That's true. <laughs> or, or we just get a bunch of emails from these people that have been complimenting us. Right. Retracting. <laughs> retracting the previous email. Hey, remember what I sent you? 
<laughs> Basically, they're saying, now you owe us money, motherfucker. <laughs> now we have an official name for podcast cancer, and it's Frank. I'm going to put a fucking donate button on our page to actually pay listeners back for listening to this fucking piece of shit episode. This <laughs> is a class action lawsuit. Did you happen to have Frank invade your ear pussies? Whoa. What? What did you just say? It's going to have to be a class action lawsuit where we pay them back mm-hmm. if because they listened to an episode where Frank invaded their ear pussies. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ear pussy invasion. Pretty much. That's the title of the old episode, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> episode 123, ear pussy invasion. Good old EPI. <laughs> you probably have to use the acronym because I just probably would look fondly on the use I'll of the word use, pussy. I'll use dollar symbols. They won't know any difference. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, we'll be back after, after this uh, whatever. <laughs> Stupid. Welcome back to the worst episode ever. Woo-hoo! No, it's, it's like, not. It's like, it's, you know, opening your eyes in the middle of a train wreck. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, you know, uh, you know, at the beginning of the episode every week where we have the, the, the fucking, uh, the computer voice say episode, whatever. Uh-huh. Okay. You, you want to make her say something? I, I'll, you, I'll say whatever you want her to say, dude. Oh, God. Oh, God. Whatever you want her to say, man, I'll make her say it right now. You tell me what you want her to say. <laughs> Shit. Um, um, Fuck. Maybe to the left, to the left. Yeah, yeah, right there. Oh, yeah, that's it, baby. Here we go. It's uh, right there. (laughs) Here we go. To the left, to the left. Yeah, yeah, baby, right there, right there. Oh, fuck me harder. I thought I'd add that in at the end. That's all right. That's great. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Oh god. <laughs> I hope it was worth it, Army. Yeah, I'm gonna. I, wait, I'm gonna wait till the next sexy time with Kelly, and I'm gonna make sure I play that. Play way. that in the background. Right, yeah. yeah, on a loop. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's okay. She's married to me. She'll just start laughing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. It's time to move on to uh, good pop, bad pop. It's time for more leftover reviews. With Good Pop, Bad Pop. Good Pop, Bad Pop is where we talk about the things in the previous week and or weeks that we either watched or read. Uh, sometimes we rate these things, and if this is the first time listening to our show, I want you to be familiar with our rating system. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. 
if all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. A Tupperware party. Yeah. A Tupperware party. I just, a little bit of Thurston Howell the Third there going on. A little bit, Sorry. yeah. A little Tupperware party. <laughs> <laughs> I want to watch some old Gilligan's Islands or yeah, oh, episodes God. now. That sounds like a fucking fun weekend. Just lock yourself in a room with that and some booze. Yeah. That does sound good. Yeah, a little bit. Of, oh, God. Okay. Here's the question for you, Frank. What's that? Ginger or Marianne? <sighs> Man, okay, so like Ginger's all glamorous and shit, but yeah. I think Marianne would pretty much just let you do whatever you want. She'd be all nasty. I'd I have to go with some Marianne. <laughs> I always had a thing for Ginger, man. Really? Yeah, always had a thing for Ginger, dude. She was just fucking like, doesn't matter what she said, it was sexy, right? And that was always the thing. Is dude. like she's on the she's on the fucking island, you know. Yeah. And she's always looking hot mm-hmm. and shit, but. Man, something about the, you know, the, like, just the real life. I know, Marianne was like the girl next door. That's the best part, though. I know, but yeah, she, but she's like the movie star. Yeah. Yeah. She's like the girl you know you can get. Like, you know what I mean? Ginger? yeah, she's a movie star. If you're strange, you're on an life. island with the, it's like it's like you're on an island with fucking like Scarlett Johansson, or, or you could be on an island with like uh, the next door neighbor. Right, but like I've seen enough episodes of Survivor to know how that shit works. She ain't gonna be able to take care of herself. She's gonna sell herself to be able to get where she needs to you go. You know what? Fuck it. I'm on I'm both. There you go. Yeah, yeah it's not, right. You know, it's not. You know, we're gonna we're gonna go fucking we're gonna go fucking Matt Dillon and wild things on this bitch. Yeah. It's gonna be. I'm gonna get her. We're gonna get some coconut rum. We're gonna Ooh. fucking go back to my hut. It's, it's gonna be the three of us rolling around on my fucking uh, bed. I mean, even they're gonna. What do they sleep on? What do they sleep on? Do you remember? Was it hay? Hay, no, hay. hay on an Jesus island? Christ. Yeah, With palm, palm leaves maybe. <laughs> hay. <laughs> what show are you watching? Little House on the fucking Prairie? I'm trying to think of what their hammocks were made of. Because the only thing I can remember is uh, the fucking fat ass uh, captain in his saggy <laughs> ass fat bed. ass skipper. Skipper, and you just skipper. called him the fat ass captain. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, it's been a long time since I watched that. <laughs> of course, I, I identify as Gilligan. So, yeah, you know, yeah. I paid about as much attention as he did to shit. Mm. Bob Denver was his name, I believe. Oh yeah, I know the actor's name. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I'm all about ginger, man. If I if you put a gun in my head, I'm ginger all the way. I'd do Marianne. All right. I, I just think it'd be way more fun. Ginger's probably the type, you know, she never had to work for nothing in her life. She's just kind of mm-hmm. laying there thinking you're going to do all the work. But Marianne, I think, you know, like, you know, go out and do fucking farm chores and shit. She'd be into milking the cow. <laughs> okay. All right. She's got those forearm you're, muscles all built you're up. Swaying me a little bit here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, first thing for good pop, bad pop. I did not watch any movies in the theater this week. What? Not a single. Wow, not man. a single fucking movie. That's got to be a fucking record. Watched a lot of TV though, man. Watched a lot of TV. Uh, I wanted to talk. Uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Is back. I think it's like season eleven now. Jesus Christ! And oh my gosh, it's been a great season so far. I think we're like three, four episodes in so far. Uh, Frank falls out a window is a hilarious episode. <laughs> dude, fucking Danny DeVito falls out of a fucking window, <laughs> hits his head, gets like this massive fucking like concussion. Yeah. And he's got like this huge fucking like cut in the back of his head. Oh, it looks horrible. But he he hits his head so hard he thinks it's the year 2005. Oh, shit. And Charlie's such an idiot that he thinks that the window's actually a portal back into 2005. Oh, my God. Fucking episode <laughs> is absolutely brilliant. This last episode, they went skiing, uh-huh. and it was 
an amazing episode. And a lot of people did not catch this, but one of the guys working at the ski resort was Dean Cameron from the movie Ski School. Oh, and I, it was such a cool, like, people would, if you haven't seen, like, 1990s Ski School, which I don't know, this is such a weird year for ski movies because there was uh, Ski Patrol and mm-hmm. Ski School came out in the same year. Okay. Both shitty ski movies. Right. <laughs> kind of like, remember when fucking Dante's Peak and Volcano came yeah. out that one year? Yeah, like yeah. They, they, like movies get themes. Right. Like, we're going to climb a mountain right. this year, we're going to fight the ocean and shit. Right, and, like, what was the other one? There was the uh, there was uh, Armageddon. And uh, what was the oh, same? The, fuck. Not, not, uh, Deep Impact. Uh, Morgan, it was Morgan Freeman with Deep Impact. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Fucking. That was the meteor year. That yeah. was the meteor year. <laughs> so uh, this was like Ski School and Ski Patrol came out, but they took Dean Cameron mm-hmm. from, and you, you might remember him from Summer School. Do you remember the movie Summer School with Kirstie Alley? And it was like the two guys were obsessed over the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. God, I think I watched it once, but I was really drunk. I fucking love Summer School. But that's Dean Cameron. He was in Ski School, and he was in this episode, and this episode was fucking brilliant. <laughs> and so It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, season 11, still going strong, still a Tupperware. Nice. That's one of the shows I need to just fucking hit the ground running because there's so many seasons that you yeah. never get caught up. Uh, I've seen like the first several, yeah. even through the introduction of Danny DeVito. Yeah. And well, he he was in, he he came in on the second season. In the second, yeah. Okay, I think the last episode I saw was where uh, shit the the blonde I can't even remember the goddamn names now. It's been like four years since I watched it, but the blonde D, and the one dude D Mac Charlie Dennis. Okay, it was D and uh, Mac or no it, um, Dennis. It was D and Dennis, and they got hooked on cocaine, mm-hmm. and because they wanted to try to get food stamps or uh, fucking public aid or some shit. Oh yeah, but they had one. they had to get hooked on something in order to get it. That's yeah. what they did. They brought that back in the in the Frank Falls Out of Window episode. Oh no shit! Yes. <laughs> There's so many callbacks, man. Oh, uh, God, the first yeah. episode this season was where they play their own board game called Charty McDennis. Okay. I love that, that <laughs> fucking game. It's hilarious. Oh, fuck yeah. So, that's, that's yeah. something I need to get back into. Oh, uh, yeah. It's so good. Like, and I, I started watching it in 2005. Like, uh-huh. I watched, like, the first episode live. Yeah. And I have not missed an episode oh, since. Wow, man. So, I love it. It's a good show. I just, I, I think I went from that to Lost. Yeah. And then my daughter was born, and you know how that shit happens. But no, uh, I don't. I don't know anything. <laughs> I don't know anything we about just kids. Talked about it on. Facebook. I know nothing about kids. <laughs> so, um, what uh, what do you? I mean, it's been a while since you had a good pop, bad pop. Yeah. But what do you got for us? Uh, well, as far as the video game side of things, uh, I played. Uh, I got Halo Five for Christmas. And I played through that. And okay. Uh, what I'm hearing is it's like the Halo 3 was the last good one. Well, this one's pretty good, too. It okay. depends on what you're more into, whether you're more into, like, the campaign shit or if you're into the multiplayer stuff. Uh, the fourth one was kind of really a miss because uh, another studio, and I can't remember the name of it right now, apologize, uh, took over after Bungie left. So what is Bungie doing now? Destiny. Oh, so they're Destiny. Yeah. Okay. uh, Microsoft bought out the Halo franchise after Bungie became its own independent studio. Bungie used to be owned by Microsoft. And that was when they formed Destiny. They've been working on that for a long time. Okay, so Bungie used to be owned by Microsoft, mm -hmm. but then, like, they left? Yeah. Somebody else bought them out? Bungie became its own independent developer. Oh, okay. So they didn't have to be... Was that in the contract, like, after so many years, like... 
I'm sure it was exclusive for a while, and then they had the ability kind of like to with Legendary Studios with when they're with like Warner Brothers. Yeah. And, okay. Yeah. So then when they went off to do their own, they left the Halo franchise behind, and then I want to say it was three four three Studios that took over. I'm pretty sure that's correct. That took over for it. And Halo 4 was kind of meh. I mean, it didn't stand out to me. And, like, going back and playing shit, Halo 3 would be the one that I would always play, even even though they had, like, Reach and ODST and shit. Well, Halo 5, I mean, the campaign side of things, like the single-player stuff, is okay. But the game is beautiful, and it handles so well. It feels good to play. Uh, I don't know really another way, any other way to say it. Like, the controls just feel very intuitive. You can't say, oh, well, it's floaty or I missed a shot because the game sucks. It feels very good to play. And the multiplayer is awesome. Um, a lot of people are gravitating more towards this from what I'm seeing as opposed to like Call of Duty 3, which came out last November and stuff. Right. Uh, because it feels so good and like everything's crisp and like 60 frames a second. Uh, I haven't noticed any blips or like choppiness on my end of things. Never once have I gotten killed and said, oh, that's a bunch of bullshit. I shot him first. Um, so I mean, I, it, a lot of people had bitched a lot because the advertising that they used for the game showed the Master Chief. Uh, going up against a different, newer Spartan. And what's kind of cool is some of the actors in this, the same actor that played Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. Uh, Mike Coulter. Yes, he is, uh, and I can't remember his call sign in this. Well, but he did he the movie. The, the Halo the Halo movie. The Nightfall. No, the Dawn of whatever. Isn't that what it was called? Halo. There was Nightfall that came out a little ways back that was a little series that I saw. And then there was uh, Forward Unto Dawn. Mike Holder, That's the one he was in. That. Yes, really? he was, dude. Really? Fucking A, he was. Because I'd have to take a look because the Forward Unto Dawn was prior to Halo 4 coming out. And th- that uh, that Spartan wasn't introduced at that point, I don't believe. But it has been a while since I watched that. I did watch that series leading up to Halo 4. Okay. But uh, Nathan Fillion is also in this. He plays oh, another no Spartan. Wow. Yeah. Which is kind of funny because he also does a voice in Destiny as well. So it's kind of neat to see some of these bigger names actually be in mo-capped and have their faces on these guys on top of also doing the voice acting. So it's pretty cool. Uh, a lot of people bitched because the, the advertising that they used showed it being more of a Master Chief versus other Spartans kind of thing. But really what it is is it's kind of like a backdrop deal where they're both after kind of the same thing but through different things because Cortana, the AI who's in Master Chief, goes rogue, and she's really the bad guy. And the story leaves off very much on a cliffhanger type of thing like Halo 2 did, and a lot of people were pissy about that. But Oh, he was in Halo Nightfall, dude. My bad. Okay. See, Mike, I only Mike watched... Coulter. Okay. Yeah. I only watched a couple of episodes of that because I thought it was terrible. Okay. So I might need to go back and revisit that to see if there's anything else that I'm missing. But... um the multiplayer is why you would play this game. Uh, it comes on multi-disc, so you'd need to load like the story mode and the multiplayer shit. But uh, so you gotta have a hefty bit of uh, memory on your Xbox One. But games like this are the reason why I own both consoles because you can't get Halo anywhere else. Uh-huh. And really, it was the Master Chief Collection, the one through four that they did with over 125 multiplayer maps, was the real reason why I got the Xbox One in the first place. But the quality of this game shows why you would want to still have an Xbox One if you're a fan of the Halo franchise. I think that's some of the reason like people were just waiting to get an Xbox One for the Halos for right. the Halo game. Yeah. Would you still play Halo if it was called J Lo and you were Jennifer Lo- Jennifer Lopez as Master Chief? If you give me dance moves, yes. 
Like, if she's still just Jenny from the block, would you still play? Yeah, sure. You know, they got, they're, they got the ability to render jiggles and, you know, mm-hmm. proper curves and shit, so that'd be fine. Okay. <laughs> cool. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I know that was a valid question. You were, right. You were really... Right. That was a better answer than your Spider-Man bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> now, believe it or not, even though I'm talking about this thing being, like, glowing and amazing and everything, the fact that... I've always had a hard time keeping up with the actual campaign modes in Halo, always. Yeah. Just as I'm playing, for whatever reason, whether it's the volume levels, and I've tried to queue up, like, the speech and shit to overcome, like, background noise and all that, so I can try to keep up with what's going on. Usually the visuals and the gameplay itself, I just I just can't wait to play it. This is one of those games where it's just you don't really give two flying fucks about the story part. You just want to play the game. Right. I'm going to give it a taste it. Because it would be a Tupperware if the story was intact to the point where I had, like, emotional investment with it, I don't too. think any Halo, the story is, like, that great. Three was close. Three okay. was close to it because it had a lot going I on. I finished Halo now. 1 and I finished Halo 2. Yeah. And then when I got to Halo 3 and they introduced the Flood yet mm-hmm. again, yeah. I just fucking was like, I was so sick of the Flood, dude. Right. They are annoying. I they mean, are as, totally as an enemy, it, they I got suck. so sick of it, and so I was like, "Fuck Halo Three, I'm done." <laughs> they, they, well, there's no flood yeah. in, in this. Thank God. Yeah, some of the some of the enemies are annoying too. But we not, ever, hey man, we ever gonna get a fucking Halo movie? Like a real fucking Halo movie? Man? I don't know that. Do you I remember when they one. fucking like like ten years ago and shit? They were talking about Halo, the fucking movie. Yeah, and uh, Denzel Washington was gonna be fucking Master Chief and shit. And that would have been cool as fuck, but. Like the, fucking the, like like they were talking about, like oh uh, it was before District Nine came out and everybody was like because I think like that was kind of like uh, the placeholder like everybody thought District Nine that movie mm-hmm. was supposed to be like the fucking Halo movie yeah the, the prior to Halo Three being launched they had put out a whole bunch of Vidox with uh, this and that in it and then they even had a little short film where they had motherfuckers driving around Warthog and stuff right and Master Chief coming down and kicking ass. Now, some of the visuals that they did and the cutscenes in this would translate to a fucking awesome movie, but I'm so fucking skittish of any video game being made into a movie. That's I don't true. know that I would want them to ruin the franchise. I know some people are it. fucking pumped about that fucking Assassin's oh, Creed God, shit, no, but man. damn, dude. I hope, I mean, I can't, I don't even like that fucking series on its own anyway. Okay. Fuck me because I'm a gamer, but. Since I forgot to put it in my notes, and since we're talking about video games and fucking shit. Yeah. What do you think about the, the Legend of Zelda being the Netflix series? Did you hear about that? No. Yeah, dude. Really? That's the okay. thing. Like, Netflix is fucking... They're going to do a uh, Legend of Zelda Netflix series. Ooh, man. I gotta, it's Netflix, though, man. I know, but i got to cross my fingers because that's such a hard thing to fucking translate. The closest thing that I can remember being cool uh, way back in the day... Dude, when- I loved that Street Fighter movie. Not not the... not the No, not the Rawls-Julia. Okay. Not the fucking Jean-Claude Van Damme, but the fucking... The Street Fighter movie that was like a internet thing that they put it all together into one movie. You can watch it on Hulu. It was like a cartoon or anime or whatever? No, it was actually live, like really? real actors and shit. Okay. I reviewed it on the show once. Um, Fuck, I must have missed that. I forget what it was called. Talk about something and I'll look it up. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, the thing with Legend of Zelda, like the only cool thing I can remember is way back in the day, back when you had... Uh, fucking Lou Albano doing the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Yeah. Every Friday they would have a Legend of Zelda short. 
instead of like the regular Super Mario Brothers shit. And I thought that was cool because you had Link who was like this cocky fucking hero, uh, always trying to fucking save the Triforce and get a kiss from the princess and she'd never kiss him. It was fun. It was goofy. Right. But I, that's, what I worry about is, is it not being like in the same, Kind of nature, I guess. A live action Hyrule, dude. But I don't want it all dark and dreary. I'd rather it be something somewhat lighthearted like that cartoon, I guess. Because then it's entertaining in both ways. And I'm not talking like silly slapstick fucking jokes and shit. But what I wouldn't want to see is a a series that always has been cartoony. I don't want to say cartoony by nature because it's always been on a Nintendo console and they've always been underpowered. Right. But it's just part of the feel of the game. That's just how it always has been. I want it to be somewhat lighthearted because it's from my childhood. I don't want it to be all dark and dreary, and that's the only thing that Netflix makes me think of the direction that they would go. Mm-hmm. I keep my fingers crossed, though, because Netflix is knocking it out of the park on some of this shit. Yeah. But Link never speaks, so it kind of raises a question in my head of like how they'd handle that. Yeah. I'm excited to see it, but you know, still, I'm like... I hope it's good because <laughs> video games yeah. don't very often translate well to movies. I'm hopeful just because it's Netflix. Me too. Uh, that would be the only saving grace is you're not dealing with a network <laughs> or fucking HBO or yeah. anything like that. Fuck, imagine HBO, Legend of Zelda, fucking Link to fucking Zelda. <laughs> uh, the Street Fighter movie was called Street Fighter uh, Assassin's Fist. Okay. It was fun. It was just fun. Right. I mean, the acting's shitty, but it, like, it's fun, dude. The actually only video game movie I'm looking forward to this year is Ratchet and Clank. Oh, is that a, they're doing an animated movie? Yes. Well, that makes well, sense. Well, and it's funny because it's almost like Deadpoolish because right. it's a movie of a video game of a movie. Uh, okay. So, like, it's supposed to, like, poke fun at itself. Uh, break the fourth wall. Yeah, and, and it's an origins kind of story thing. Yeah. Like, it's the first time Ratchet meets Clank. Right. And because the visually it matches, like, what the cutscenes are in the game. That's what I got hope for because the same slapsticky shit that works well in the game would work well in this too. Right. So, that, I mean, fuck Assassin's Creed and honestly, fuck World of Warcraft. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, fuck World of Warcraft, dude. Um, <laughs> no way, man. No I don't know, way. man. It's got some talent involved, but man, I'm not, I'm not digging it. Let so. video games just be fucking video games. You can't take a 60 plus hour experience important to a two hour movie and expect it to make perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. That, that that's always been my standpoint. Yeah. The only other like from back in the day, the only other video game movie that was good was the original Mortal Kombat. Oh yeah, it doesn't really hold up that well, but it's just fun and stupid. Right. But even then, I mean, if, no, if you, like for me, for me, nostalgia wise, it holds up. But yeah. I'm talking like if you show somebody now like Mortal Kombat, they're probably gonna think it's stupid. Depends on the age. Like my son fucking yeah. loved it. Really? Oh yeah. But yeah. he's 11, so I mean, right. he don't understand the concept of cheese. Yeah. So. It was, it was good for him because, of course, what does Johnny Cage do? Fucking does the splits and punches Goro in the yeah. balls. He fucking rolled at that shit. Dude, I loved it, man. You fucking had the Highlander playing, uh, Raiden. Raiden, yeah. Christopher Lambert. Uh-huh. What happened? To, was it, was it Elizabeth Wilson that was Sonya? No. Oh. What's her name? Bridget Wilson. Bridget Wilson, yes. Yeah. Because yeah. she was also in, um, fuck, that Adam Sandler movie. Was it? Oh, it was. Uh, it was uh, Billy Madison. Yes, Billy Madison. Yeah. No milk will ever be our milk. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, she God. was fucking hot. She was then. gorgeous. Yeah, she was. And uh, oh shit, you had uh, dude. I love the dude that played Shang Tsung. Yes, and I can't remember his name. Either. I can't remember his name either. <laughs> but it was good because yeah. it took the exact spirit of the movie, yeah, or the game, and put it right into the movie. Yeah. It, it didn't have to be fucking pace perfect fucking acting or anything I mean you didn't give a shit about who was saying what the first time you see fucking Sub-Zero and Scorpion walk down yeah. those steps 
That was some shit. Right. Video game movies since then. It was just, fun because it was a tournament. Yeah. It was a tournament. I loved it when they were on the old rickety boat. Yeah. Everything. And, and that was what made it cool was because they didn't really have – Mortal Kombat was never known for its, like, story continuity. Right. It was just a tournament, so they didn't really have a whole lot they had to fucking make right other than make everybody look properly and yeah. do the same things they did. Right. So – but anyway, I, I know we've jumped off pretty far away from the Halo thing, but I, I'm going to taste – Halo 5. Yeah. The, to be a Tupperware, it'd have to have me invested in the story too, but the multiplayer enough is good enough just to fucking taste it on its own because it feels so good to play. If you're looking for a good multiplayer game right. and you're a fan of the Halo series, pick it up, rent it at least, and give so, it a shot. Since you weren't here for the Tupperware's awards show, real quickly, like, what would have been your number one video game of last year? People going to shit on it. I know they are, and I'm a fucking Destiny freak, but I'm going to have to say The Taken King. And the reason why... If that should have been... Destiny should have been your fucking answer for the 2014. Because that's all you fucking play. Yeah, well... Fucking yes give me that no. bullshit well, Nintendo answer see, okay, you I gave, gave me. The reason why you got Mario Kart that year is because my cousin was staying with me at the time. Mm-hmm. And just like when we were little kids, we, used to, we, we sat in the fucking living room and played that shit when my wife would put our daughter down to bed. Because she was breastfeeding and shit, so I couldn't put her to bed. Right. So... I, I would sit in the living room. Play you don't with do any them. breastfeeding. Well, you know they're big enough, but my nipples are too sensitive. <laughs> right. Okay. So, gotcha. But anyhow, uh, no. The reason, I mean, that that decision was not influenced in any way by anything other than the fact that me and my cousin sat down next to each other playing Mario Kart like we did back in the day on Super Nintendo. Yeah. And when I beat his ass, he'd still fucking throw fake-ass punches at my leg like we did when we were, like, 12, 13 years old. So okay. that's why that was. But, no, last year I'd say The Taken King, and the reason why, even though it's not, like, a brand-new game, it is an expansion over a you know existing game. Yeah. They made so many changes to the thing, it may as well have been a new game. And I know Aaron Claude Miller, if he's listening to this, he knows what I'm talking about. They changed the entire game up and added some story to it. And I'm going to say Nathan Fillion was the hero that that game needed mm-hmm. because that game needed some personality, somebody to take charge to take. With it calling with it being called the Taken King, they should have mm-hmm. added Liam Neeson in there. Pretty much, and he could he could he should have been like trying to find this Taken King. Right, no shit. He needs to hook him up on the ghost and be like, I don't know who you are. But right, I'm gonna find you. I'm going to kill you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That'd have been awesome. So, I, there, there was lots of games. I mean, fault me or whatever. But I mean, let's. Just the idea of I, I always had wanted to get into an MMO RPG, yeah, and never, never had been able to get into one. And Destiny is the perfect blend of a first-person shooter right. and an MMO, from in my opinion. And when the Taken King came out, they did such a good job of revamping the whole thing that that would have been my game of the year last year. Right on. Lots of people probably disagree with me, but what the fuck ever. Oh, fuck them, I mean, dude. That's, that's your choice. That's my game. <laughs> that's my that's game That's your of the fucking year. choice. Whatever. I, I, will, I will also go on record as to note that I think I played my Wii U maybe twice last year. All right. So All right. that thing's got a good layer of dust on it. So. Okay. Good deal. <laughs> well, oh, did you get fucking Lego Dimensions? No. Thank God. No. Well... The, okay, so it was on my like wish list or whatever on Amazon. Oh, but for a hundred no, fucking dollars, you were ahead. The only thing that I liked about it was the Doctor Who shit. The yeah. idea of mixing like the a Doctor with uh, the fucking DeLorean. Yeah, maybe. But I mean, I haven't played it at all, so I can't tell you how that interacts or whatnot. So yeah, like I didn't get it. That's too much of an investment anyway, because it reminds me too much of like Disney Infinity. Yeah, where you got to buy all the fucking characters yeah. in order to be able to play different parts. I. 
Oh, no, no, no. Jake I'm, says I'm, you don't have to do that in this game. You get to do all this other bullshit with it. Well, it's and, just like Disney Infinity where you don't have to, yeah. but you take the you got the portal thing, mm-hmm. and then you plug this thing into the thing, and then mm-hmm. it sounds exactly the same to me. Yeah, I think as soon as you put that in the portal, you lose all respect on my <laughs> I mean, as soon as, <laughs> as soon as you're picking up little baby toy bullshit... And, <laughs> It's that's I don't know. That's I'm, not it's not about gameplay, it's about fucking dignity no, and you lost I've, it all. I've got a real hard time with these things where you buy something and you slap it on the thing and it's supposed to be like a collectible and a yeah. digital thing that you gotta have plugged in in order to work. Right. I mean a toy's a toy and a game's a game. I keep them separate. Yeah. As best I can. Uh next for uh good pop, bad pop, I've got a uh, couple things I want to talk about real quick. Uh Steve, our buddy from uh the League of Geeks uh podcast, he did a variant cover for a digital comic. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um let me show you this and I'll actually post it on our Facebook page. He's posted it on the League of Geeks page. But this is the cover that Steve did. It's for a comic called Villain. And uh, it's by a company called Alpha Q Comics, and it's issue 13. It'll be out shortly on digital, and uh, it, it's going to take a while for it to get to print, but... Holy uh, fuck, that looks cool. It's a dope-ass fucking cover. Yeah, it is. So that's definitely good pop for me this week. God damn, so, that looks cool as hell. I, What's that face he's holding up? I don't know. It's pretty dope, though. Yeah, it is. I've never read the series, and they've got four issues out in print for this comic. Damn. But this issue is going to be up digitally here. In the that next looks couple. like some kind of fucking hybrid of Deadpool and fucking Spawn. It does. the Joker's fucking face. It does. <laughs> yeah, it's very cool. It's really good. Yeah, it's very good. So Steve from League of Geeks, very awesome cover. I Tupperware it. It's awesome. And I hope he sends me a uh, print of it because that would be awesome. And nice. I already told him that I would hang it up in my room and shit. I would too. Shit. God damn, that was cool. Next for Good Pop, Bad Pop, I have um, if you – and it's not something I go to all the time. I'm not on Etsy all the time you know do i look like a fucking etsy guy <laughs> no what, what etsy's for like you know that's for like uh that's for like uh uh like i don't know married women married in women 30s. yeah married women <laughs> in their mid 30s and 40s and shit get on etsy and they fucking pick up arts and crafts bullshit that right pinterest pinterest yeah oh pinterest it's yeah. <laughs> another big one right? fucking housewives and shit yeah out on pinterest and Three guesses how I know. Etsy. Yeah. <laughs> Here, look at this. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, there's a guy on there, uh, and his name's Jim Heston. Mm-hmm. H-E-S-T-O-N. Not Jim Henson. <laughs> Not Charlton master. Heston. It's Jim Heston. All right. I know if Jake was here, he'd give me a Jim Henson joke right now. Jim Henson? No, 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 Jake. Not, <laughs> not Jim Henson. Jim Heston. And I think it's, I think the company, I'll look it up. Uh, but you can do a search for this guy. Uh, I think it's like Toy Addicts or something. Oh, I think I may have seen this. I think I may know where you're going. I don't know. if it, I'll wait till you hit the okay. punchline. Uh, there's no punchline. It's not well, a joke. You know, you know what I mean. Oh, his name's Jim Henson. Oh, <laughs> no, uh, what, are you, what are you getting at? I did a joke. No, I meant like the payoff. Uh, Jim Henson. Uh, yeah, it's from Toy Addicts. Not not an addict like in your house, <laughs> oh, but like shit. you're like addicted to drugs, like that, <laughs> like toy addicts. <laughs> Isn't yeah. that what they call like the the Funko Pop people? Yeah, people gr- people grinding those things up and snorting them. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking toy addicts. <laughs> well, <laughs> you just found a use for them, yeah. though. <laughs> yeah, no shit. But anyway, it, it, toy addicts, and uh, what this guy does is he makes custom figures. 
he makes custom figures. He mm-hmm. will make you any custom figure you want, it looks like. And so I was on there, and he had, like, I love Image Comics. He was making Saga characters oh, nice. into figures. These are custom He also has the Rat Queens. Oh, that's All cool. four of the Rat Queens. And he's got the first series, the first wave out now. They're a little expensive. If you want all four, it's like 180 bucks, But they look absolutely phenomenal. That's not really all that bad for all four of them for something that's completely custom that it's you can't get anywhere else. completely custom. But for $60, if you want to get a hold of this guy, he will make anything into a figure that you want. Oh, wow. You could make yourself into an action figure. And these are like the three... Three and three quarter inch figures, like the G.I. Joe type yeah. figures, like mm-hmm. we got as kids and shit. Yeah. Or like even like the Star Wars figures, okay. like the three and three quarter inch. He'll turn you into an action figure if you want to. And he puts it on a custom card. Nice. Yeah. It's That's a, cool. It, you ought to check this guy's workout. It's absolutely phenomenal. He d- he's got like on there, he's got like a, I was thinking of Jacob Harmon because he did a Breakfast Club one. Yeah. Harmon loves like those John Hughes movies. Yeah. He loves Breakfast Club and like they've got Claire as a figure. Oh, that's cool. From the Breakfast Club on a custom card. It is absolutely, dude, this guy is amazing. Nice. I, 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 I wanted to so pull the trigger on the, all four of those rat queens. Right. Like you have no idea. Oh, I imagine. They're like one of a kind. Yeah. It's amazing. No I mean, you, yeah. You're talking fucking rarest of the rare. Right. So, did you have anything else? Yeah. I uh, saw I Tupperware that. Cool. Um, I, I watched, uh, I guess you'd say like the first part of the Agent Carter oh, this yeah. past week. Yeah, yeah. I watched all the first season and I Tupperwared it. Really? And yeah. And well, okay. So no, I, a lot of people really enjoyed that first season of Agent Carter. I, I got through like three or four episodes. Yeah. I know you were saying you always wanted her to be the smartest person in the room, and it never ended up seeming that way. And even at the very end, the last episode. You think you think that she's going to get her just desserts and everybody's going to give her the credit this credit credit is due? Yeah. And at the very end, the fucking tool bag dude that is like the biggest male chauvinist in the fucking office goes ahead and just takes all the credit anyway. Right. But uh, well, even, that, that's a sign of the times, though. Well, yeah, but even I mean, you still kind of hope that okay, like this this gal who had founded Shield. Yeah. You think that she's going to start getting credit for all the things that she did. Right. Well, okay, so um, in the midst of watching all the other stuff that I watched this week, and I actually watched quite a bit of stuff this week, mm-hmm. uh, I, I I had to pick it up on iTunes, so I don't know if it was done as like a two-hour premiere. Right. And if it was, I only watched the first part of it, which would have been uh, The Lady in the Lake. Uh, so, I mean, that was the name of the episode. Oh, of the Agent Carter? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, uh, it's probably only the first part, I guess. So, it's like a, is this, is this like a, uh, fucking Excalibur type? No, thing? the lady, it was the name, what they were given the name of some supposed serial killer. Oh. And, I mean, it really doesn't, I don't really need to spoil anything, and it doesn't really, honestly, I hate to say, deserve a whole lot of talking about, but the whole, the whole episode that I watched seemed really derivative. It, it was, for the most part, I hate to say boring. There was only a couple parts that were like, oh, okay, that's interesting. But it seemed to me to rehash a lot of the shit that we saw in the very beginning of last season. It kind of shows me that last season was supposed to be a one and done before they went ahead and said, okay, we're going to make this an actual series. It was originally a one and done. Right. Yeah. And that, I think, honestly, it would have been so much better if they would have went that way. Honest to God, I mean, so I, as much as I was like excited to say, see, oh, okay, it's back, and I even went ahead and paid the two ninety nine to buy this episode on iTunes because I missed it. I didn't realize it came out on the nineteenth. 
I watched it and I fucking couldn't stand it. I tossed this premiere. Oh wow! Yeah, I mean, and it's just because it rehashed so many fucking different things from that they covered in the early part of last last uh, season. Right. And the thing really that kind of tipped it off that made me fucking grind my fucking teeth was you're introduced to Jarvis's wife. And people talk about fucking Jay having an annoying laugh. Watch this fucking episode, and you will see an annoying laugh. This bitch's laughter makes me want to fucking eat a bullet. I'd rather fucking dip my balls in a sack of broken glass and rub it against the wall before I listen to this bitch laugh again. You are it's such awful. a word. You are such a wordsmith. <laughs> <laughs> it was awful. I mean, it, and this is this is the thing. It was so yeah, bad. The official Frank Hammer review is. <laughs> I would rather dip my balls dip. in a sack of broken glass. It's, uh, yeah, it's like a, it's a, odd, it's an odd teabagging. It was so bad, I had to stop it right there. I looked at my wife yeah. and I asked her, "I'm like, was that really as bad as I thought it was?" And I backed it up and I watched it. Like, yep. Yeah, it was bad. I, I just I didn't enjoy it at all. Yeah. I, I was prepared to go ahead and pay the other two ninety nine to watch the second half of it. Right. I couldn't fucking do it. Yeah, I couldn't fucking do it. For the wife is a really. Do big you know fan if it still it. has the same writers as the first season? I don't because I think the first season was uh, Tara Butters and. Uh, Physicus. I, I I love them. I think they're great. I'd have to take a look, but I just I didn't find it interesting. They're trying way too hard to set a hook to try to get you interested in watching this next season. Mm-hmm. And for her to be back in the same kind of situation, being in a, a new office with the same guy, and I think they did her a disservice where they've reduced her down to like a love interest type thing. Mm. Where, you remember the? I can't remember his name, but you remember the fellow who was with the cane? Yeah, I remember she kind of had a crush yeah, on. Yeah, and it seemed like they were Cripple McGee, close. right? <laughs> I'm sure that's not his name. It was Cripple McGee. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, uh, like he's in LA now, and that's where she ends up going. Right. And at the very like towards the end, you see that he's got a different girlfriend. Yeah. And she looks all forlorn. Was it insensitive like, okay. for me to call him Cripple McGee? Was eh. that a little bit insensitive? No, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. But uh, yeah, I just. She doesn't need well, a woman does not need to be attached to a man to be interesting, right? And if if you doubt that, watch episode seven again. Mm-hmm. That that does not need to be the end all be all of her whole existence, and they did not need the lead with that in this episode, right? I just thought it was unfortunate because we don't need to see her sad in a new environment because a guy that she might have wanted to have coffee with at the end of last season, mm-hmm. well, now he's moved on and didn't call her. I want to see like the next season of The Bachelorette. With just her, just it could be. I mean, it's no it, men involved it, at all. It's not her. It, it's not uh, shit. I can't remember her name now. Haley Atwell. Yeah, it's not Haley Atwell. I mean, because in the action scene, she's still kicking ass and yeah. and all that stuff. It's just it's just the writing, man. I, I did. It, it really really struck a bad chord for me when they went with romance in the first episode. Fucking, it she's doesn't. A, have dude, to she's be a woman. She's got needs, but it doesn't have to get reduced down to that. Well, reduced down to what? Falling in love with somebody? Mm, no. What's your problem with love? I have huh? no problem with she's love. She's a woman, man. She's got needs. But she, there's more. What, you her can't story be. You can't. You can't be an empowered female and still want some dick. <laughs> 
Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I'm sure she could get whatever dick she wants, but she doesn't have to would be like have, the would, would it be better if she was like if she was puppy. scissoring some chick or something? Would you have, rather her be like a lesbian? She could have done that. I right. don't care. But I mean, the thing is, is like it, it wasn't even like a situation. They took her out of her normal element. It doesn't make her, her less place. strong. It doesn't make Ray less strong if she fa- if she falls in love with a man. Right, and that's not what I'm saying. But I would say that for a season premiere, I mean, yeah. no, okay, so like I didn't find the hook. Like what they were talking about. You're just like you're looking. You you want you want an asexual female hero. I want her to be interesting just because of her. I don't need her to have to be either love sick or hung up on some guy. Right. It, it, you can fill that shit in later on, fine, but not in the premiere. Yeah. It, it, just make it about her. Okay. She, she can be awesome on her own without having to involve herself with anybody. Yeah. And I, I, because like, okay, so stop succumbing to the cock, Agent (laughs) Carter. Jeez, that's not what I'm saying either. I mean, I'll probably continue continue to watch it because the Mm -hmm. wife is a fan of hers. Yeah. So, I mean, I I could give you updates later on, but so far, I mean, with all the other shit that I'd watched, I'm like, this was a toss. Give me your favorite Haley. Give me your favorite Haley. Haley's Comet, Haley, (laughs) Haley Atwell, or Haley Joel Osment. You give me your favorite. (laughs) I want to know your favorite Haley. Well, I mean, okay, so it's it, it's still Haley Atwell. Okay, it's still just, Haley Atwell. Okay, it's not her. I just, I, yeah, I just tossed that episode of the pilot. Okay, <laughs> so it's a toss it. Yep. All right. Yeah. So what I'm uh, next on Good Pop Bad Pop, I want to just go over three comics that I've been reading here recently. Uh huh. Um, the first is actually a Star Wars comic. Oh, okay, cool. It's called Obi Wan and Anakin, and it's uh, by Charles Soule. And who did the art on this one? Marco Cicchetto. Okay. Reminds me of Geppetto. Right. <laughs> from Pinocchio. Yeah. Yeah. Insert joke here. Man on strings. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, it's by Charles Soule, who, uh, who's writing Daredevil as well. He's written some She-Hulk, and I've never been a huge Charles Soule fan. Oh, he, he did the Lando series, too. The Lando Calrissian Marvel series. Okay. I've never been a huge Charles Soule fan. I pretty much taste everything that he's done. Um, he did this Obi-Wan. It's an Obi-Wan and Anakin story. I guess it's going to be like a six-issue miniseries or something like that, or maybe five. I don't know. Okay. Um, I'm going to give it a taste. It's really not that bad. It takes. I think it takes place in between episodes one and two. It's kind of like goes through like a lot of like uh, – it looks like uh, Anakin's training in between. A okay. lot of the shit that we kind of missed. Right, yeah. Um, and uh, they go to this... They crash land on this um, planet that is... It's below the Celadon Sea. And this planet, it looks like it's uninhabited, but they got like a distress signal. Mm-hmm. Somebody's saying that they need help there. Okay. And so they crash land there. They don't know how they're going to get home. And Obi-Wan's just like, whatever. I'm not worried about that. We got a distress call. Let's find out, you know, who asked us to come here and who needs help. Uh, and then it cuts back to like, it does some time jump and it does a time jump back to Coruscant. Mm-hmm. And it shows Anakin's training and he's fighting like this battle droid. And in the fight, while he's fighting, watching him is Mace Windu, Obi-Wan, and then uh, Chancellor Palpatine. Oh, wow. Okay. And so they're watching him, and Palpatine's <clears throat> really interested in, in him, uh, of course. Right, yeah. Because we saw that in the prequels. But the battle droid basically does like this thing where it like it takes on like a different image. Okay. And it takes on the image of Darth Maul. 
Really? And so you get to see Anakin fight Darth Maul. Oh, that's kind of cool. So it's like Vader versus Maul. Yeah. And only a couple panels, but you see Anakin fighting Darth Maul. Because I guess that, what is it? He said, uh, Obi-Wan says, Anakin's been asking me about my fight with the Sith on Naboo. Very detailed questions, but I assumed it was just natural curiosity. I had no idea he would. And he's actually fighting Darth Maul as nice. like a, it's pretty cool. Just visually speaking, it looks cool. And he also cuts him in half. Oh, no shit. Just like his master. Damn it. <laughs> so it's pretty cool. I'll show this one to you later. I can't take a break. Catch a break. Um, and it also shows like his interaction with other like Padawans. Uh huh. And they also believe that he has no control over his emotions and these other Padawans give him shit. Oh, wow. Um, but then they go back to this planet that has been pretty much uninhabited, and there looks like this like this huge fucking like uh, zeppelin type air balloon ship or whatever uh-huh. is flying through there, and it gets ready to crash. And they, Anakin and Obi Wan, save the people that were going to crash in this ship, and they they try to ask them, "Are you the ones that sent the distress call?" And they're like, "No, it was not us." And then they point guns at Obi Wan and Anakin, and oh, that's kind of like where the epi- the issue leaves. I'm gonna give it a taste. It again. I mean, it's 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 okay. It's holding my interest. Cool. cool. So I don't know. It's I, all right. <clears throat> I read a few of those. That'd be one I wouldn't mind checking out. Uh, the next one is called Black Magic. Uh, it's by Greg Rucka. Uh, writing and uh, the art is by Nicola Scott. And it's Black Magic, spelled M A G I C K. Okay. So uh, it is about. You've got like these witches and they're doing like this seance at the beginning and it's like all like you don't know what time period this is in. Like dude, is this like like fucking like eighteen hundreds and shit? And right. like sounds like they're trying to summon up some demon or something and like some of these women are like naked and wearing cloaks and shit and some like this one dude's wearing like antlers on his head and he's got his dick hanging out. <laughs> what? And like yeah, it's, it's fucking <laughs> Then all of a sudden you hear like da da dee da dee, and so like you find out one of these one of these witches has their cell phone turned on. Okay. So like, <laughs> the head witch is like all pissed off at her. She gets a call, so you find out one, that one of these witches, one of these Wiccan chicks, there. Uh, she's a uh, she's a police officer, and she's being called into like this. Uh, um, there's like this guy and he's holding hostages inside like this restaurant, like this fast food place. Mm-hmm. And he's asking for her specifically. So she gets there. She goes inside and this guy's like, I know who you are. He's still got the hostages there. I know who you are. And he's like, they're telling me to kill you. And he's like, I know your real name. And he whispers a name to her. I guess it's like her pagan name or something. Okay. So, and she's kind of freaked out by this. And then all of a sudden he's like, I need to do what they're telling me to do. I have to kill you. And so he douses her in gasoline and shit like that. And he's getting ready to like light her with the lighter. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden she does this chant. She says, the flame you shall, the flame you strike shall bring you your death. And then all of a sudden he goes to light it and it lights him on fire oh, and shit. he burns to a crisp. Damn. And, uh, that's where the first, Issue leaves off, and I read issue, issue two. It is just as good. It is a fantastic book. Um, it's very fucking cool. She's a detective. She's a fucking witch. Um, 
and uh, it's 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 a mystery. It's it's a, it's an awesome book. It's Greg Rucka. It's fantastic. So I like she's obviously she would be the protagonist. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So far, okay. So far, she is, and like she's got a partner in the book, and like you know he he thinks he knows who she is, but he has no idea that she's also this witch. Oh, okay. And none of them know that she's a witch. They just think that she's a really good detective. Oh, all right. Final book I wanted to talk about is an I Tupperware that book, Black Magic by Greg Rucka. I think maybe three or four issues are out. I've read the first two. It's fantastic. It's really kept my interest. This last book, I really don't know what to say about it. It's by Ed Brisson. Uh, Art by uh, Adam Gorham and uh, Michael Garland. Uh, it's called The Violent. Um, and this could actually play out like a Netflix series. Uh, I didn't get a whole lot out of this first issue. I don't know really know where it's going. But what I did get out of it is I really, really am enjoying it, and I'm going to stay on the book. You've got a guy here. He's watching a guy come out of his house, and the guy gets in his car and gets ready to leave and it looks like he's going to go break into this guy's house for some reason and then his wife pulls up and says what the fuck are you doing here i need you at home you don't oh. why are you why are you camping out in front of this guy's house i need you at home right. i don't want the cops to bring you in again you find out that this guy's done prison time for like breaking and entering and that like you also find out that she's like a former drug user and he's trying to make himself he's trying to be clean and live a clean life but then uh, she tells him to go to the, like, she's nagging him, going, go to the store, get, uh, milk, eggs, and butter. He goes to the store. He doesn't have a lot of money, so he ends up stealing it. And he, the clerk catches him, and he ends up beating the shit out of the clerk. Oh, damn. And then, she, and then his, uh, wife, she goes to her job, and like the old drug dealer fucking tells her, like, oh, you know, he shows up some old drug dealer that she knew, and he's like, you know, you know, here's some drugs, and she's like, I don't want, I don't want your drugs. She throws him at him. I don't want your fucking drugs. <laughs> and the next thing you know, like, he leaves the drugs on the ground anyway, and she picks him up, and her check is short. She doesn't have enough money to make rent, so she's just showing her sitting down looking at the drugs, and she's got a decision to make as to whether she's going to fucking take these drugs again. And then they go back to the guy, and he's got, like, one of his buddies calling him up and saying, dude, my woman left me. I'm fucked up. I need you to come down here. And I need to talk to you, man. I was there for you. You need to be here for me. And he's like, dude, I'm watching my kid right now. I can't be with you. I'm watching my kid. Mm -hmm. So he's like, I can't be with you. And he's like, no, you need to be here right now. So he drives. He gets his kid, puts his kid in the fucking car, drives down to this bar, leaves his kid in the car, talking to this guy, drinks a fucking pint of beer with him, walks outside. His buddy pukes because his buddy's all fucked up. The cops find him and the cops fucking arrest him. And his kid's not in the backseat of the car. Oh, fuck. And that's where the episode... It's it's like... Ugh. I don't know. I mean, it, it's just... I, I don't know where this is going. It's called The Violent, and I'm sure it's called The Violent for a reason. It's a little creepy. I don't know where this story's going. It's like something like ripped from the headlines that you'd see. Yeah. What happens in real life is like crap. Right. I mean, I I mean not that the show's crap or book's crap, but like it's scary accurate. It, it, exactly. Like this could be a series. Yeah. Like, like, a, like a TV series. Ooh. Or like, yeah, like you said, like you could be watching... Like investigation, like dis- like the investigation ID or whatever, like discovery yeah. investigation. Like this I mean, was an anything, actual story. Like shit happens. Like you just see it as a news flash on yeah. the internet and whatnot. I Tupperware this first issue though. I don't know where it's going. I was gonna say freeze it, but it's 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 captivated me enough to where like I want to see where this goes. So I got to right. Tupperware this. Well, I mean, that's some heavy shit. It is to very, come up with. It is very heavy, very heavy shit. So I got to Tupperware this. It's called The Violent. It's by uh, Image Comics. It's uh, by Ed Brisson and. 
Adam Gorham and Michael Garland. Nice. So I'm going to Tupperware that book. So definitely check out Black Magic and The Violent. Uh, and then I, I taste Obi-Wan and Anakin. So Cool. That's what I got for Good Pop, Bad Pop this week. Nice. Some comics. We haven't done that in a while. <laughs> right, yeah. Been a while. You got anything else for Good Pop, Bad Pop? Uh, not really. I mean, I think we, I, I would, but we're going to cover some of that here in just a bit mm-hmm. with some news-related things. The DC shit. Well, All right. that and, uh, like, Doctor Who type stuff. Oh, right? yeah, definitely Doctor Who. We'll do yeah. that in news. All right, we'll be right back, you sons of bitches. <laughs> that, that's the only podcast where we're going to call our listeners sons of bitches. Right, you fuck us. Exactly. <laughs> that's, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's a sentiment of love, though. It is, you it's not. It's not. It's not. Yeah, exactly. It's not like we're saying it to be disrespectful. No. It really not. It's really, really, not. really not. I we got an email earlier where a guy was like, hey, fuckers. Yeah. And I was just like, damn, I want to give that motherfucker a hug. Right. Fuck you, too, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Get over here. Pretty much. You pour, fucking jackass. Pour me a drink, you yeah. lazy sack of shit. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. This is, people are going to hate this episode. <laughs> Dysfunction. We're going to lose so many. I wanted to let everybody know. I promise Jake and Jay will be back next week. I promise you. <laughs> I promise you. <laughs> be right back. Greetings, Leftover Army. Pop Culture Leftovers is the people's podcast. They're always looking for new writers and YouTube reviewers to join the team because they themselves aren't talented enough to write them. In all honesty, they're not even sure Frank can read. But their listeners can. So send your reviews to popcultureleftovers at gmail.com and if the leftovers like it, they'll contact you and you could see your article featured on popcultureleftovers.com. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Leftover Army. You should follow the leftovers on Instagram at Instagram.com slash PopCultureLeftovers and on Tumblr at PopCultureLeftovers2.tumblr.com. If you get a few shots of vodka in you, it's almost as sexy as my voice. That's gangster. All right. Hey, we are back. Woohoo! Yeah, <laughs> I know. Right. All right, it's time for the pop culture leftovers news. Hear ye, hear ye, read all about it. It's a leftover news, and there's no doubt about it. This news is gangster as fuck, yo. It's gangster as fuck, yo. That's right, gangsters news fuck coming straight into your fucking dickhole. Here we go. <laughs> this week, this week, uh, were you a big fan of Labyrinth growing up? Yeah, it freaked the fuck out of the wife, but I liked it. Yeah, Labyrinth. Uh, apparently, it's getting rebooted. Hear about this? Yeah. All right, this info comes from The Hollywood Reporter. Labyrinth, Jim Henson's 1986 fantasy film starring David Bowie, is getting rebooted for the 21st century. TriStar has closed a deal with the Jim Henson Company to produce a new iteration and has hired Guardians of the Galaxy co-writer Nicole Perlman to pen the script. Labyrinth told of a teenager played by Jennifer Connelly in one of her first roles who has to navigate a fantastical maze in order to save her young brother kidnapped by a goblin king, which is played, of course, by David Bowie Mm -hmm. back then. Uh, It was the last film directed by Henson, had a script by Monty Python's member Terry Jones, and was executive produced by George Lucas. 
Uh, despite the film's current popularity, the movie was a box office disappointment at the time of its release and led to Henson's exit from the film, from film directing. I think it, the movie had like a budget of 30 million back then. That's I a think, lot. And it made 13. Yikes. Uh, it was only in the inter- intervening years that the film gained a strong cult following. It is unclear if the new take is a reimagining of the story or a sequel as it is being kept deep in the vault. Lisa Henson of the Henson Company will produce the project, which will be overseen as TriStar by Nicole Brown. So what are your thoughts, man, on fucking uh, rebooting uh, Labyrinth? Well, I mean, as a strict reboot, toss that. If they try to make it into a sequel, I could maybe taste that idea. And I'm sure, you know, recent events with David Bowie's passing is tainting this, but I'm not a super big fan of Hollywood's current, you know, inane habit of rebooting absolutely everything under the sun when they run out of better ideas. I did not watch the reboot of Footloose. I did not watch the reboot of uh, Total Recall. Oh, but you were in the theater fucking day number one watching Point Break, weren't you, you Fuck son of a... no, I oh, wasn't. <laughs> sorry. I got it. <laughs> yeah, because you take a fucking shit movie to begin with and then try to make a remake of Honestly, it. like, the only thing that I heard was, like, the only thing that was, like... They named, like, one was Johnny Utah and the other dude was Brody. And, like, that was, like, the only fucking comparison between those two movies. It's so ridiculous. It's something, I mean, okay, I understand why they're doing it and take this for what it is. I mean, it's a fucking cash grab. David Bowie died. It was something he was, I mean, I know they were in talks of doing this already before he passed away. Okay. Uh, but I, I, myself, I don't need to see that redone. If they want to, if they want to make a sequel, if they want to like tie it in somehow to the events that already happened to make it to where you want to rewatch mm-hmm. the original, that would be kind of okay. Let me, can I throw this out there real quick? Yeah. And maybe I don't know if this will change your mind at all, but we saw the resurgence of Star Wars, The Force Awakens, and we saw that they brought back, I mean, you, in the, if you watch like the old making of like the prequels and mm-hmm. shit like that, every fucking actor is in front of a fucking green screen. Right. Here, they actually, they filmed in Tunisia. Mm-hmm. Oh, excuse me, Abu Dhabi. They filmed at Michael Skellig. And then like, they recreated these sets, you know, at the lot there. Right. Uh, so like they, like Jakku, like some of it was like scenes from Abu Dhabi and then they'd recreate those sets. Um, and, uh, you, you know, uh, it was all practical effects. Mm-hmm. Do you think that Star Wars The Force Awakens had a bit to do with this? Because it's like the Henson Company, it was all like, you know, like animatronics and puppetry and stuff like that. And right. like, you're kind of seeing the resurgence of that in Star Wars and how people loved like the practical effects that were used in Star Wars. Now, yeah. granted, there were a lot of special effects in Star Wars. I'm not trying to say that there weren't. Right. But we saw a resurgence of practical effects that we didn't get in the prequels. Right. Do you think that like, Maybe it is a cash grab, but maybe on the flip side, they're like, you know what? People love this practical effects, and like they got the Henson Company involved in this. Are you thinking like they want to do justice to it after seeing Star Wars: The Force Awakens? And it could be, and I guess that's why, with the idea of a sequel, I would taste it because I'm not opposed to them revisiting that universe mm-hmm. and the story. And like I said, it probably has so much to do with the fact that David Bowie just recently passed. But I don't want him to see. I don't want to see a remake of that so soon. Like right now, I haven't had the opportunity to do so since he passed away. But I want to watch the original. I don't want to go to the theater and watch somebody who's not David Bowie rehash the same what if story. They, okay, what if okay, what if they what if they did reboot it though against your wishes and they were like, you know what, we, 
we can't. Of course, we can't get David Bowie. Right. You know, God bless his soul. But like, yeah. we can't get David Bowie. But what if they're like, you know what? We got Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman's going to be our new Goblin kid. Right. I mean, I'm not saying under any circumstances would I absolutely toss this thought of bitch. Yeah. Uh, I just toss the idea of it right now because I, I'm I'm not such a big fan of remakes and reboots anyway. Come up with original ideas. Yeah. But no. But uh, if they tell me if like it was good, I it, mean, if if they can redo it and yeah. do it justice, and and I mean, if it looks good, the story's good, and it, you know, it, it's when I watch it. I feel good about having watched it. Yeah. I, I got an open mind. I can Tupperware the shit out of it. Right. But just right now, the idea of a, another reboot on on another remake, I'm not so about that idea. Right. And that, like I said, I know David Bowie's passing is probably influencing that, but I am open to the idea of it being good. And yes, because practical effects are having a resurgence. Mm-hmm. And there's so much art involved in that. And that's what we got so far away from when we got to the point of like the prequels with all the CGI bullshit. I mean, and Jason has said before, I mean, you know, playing so many video games, you see all the fucking fancy CGI and you get sick of it. As long as they stick with that, I mean, I can keep an open mind and I'd, I would watch it even if it is a reboot. Yeah. But just based on the idea of it being a rehashed property, I hope that it is a continuation of the story as opposed to a reimagining of the original. Okay. Yeah, because that's like that's what's up in the air right now. Yeah. Is like what are they gonna do? Are they gonna reimagine it or give me a new story. Give me something I haven't seen before. Okay. So a se- a sequel to the original. Yeah. Uh, can, yeah that's what the Force Awakens the was. Exactly. Some people are gonna some people some people, not me, are gonna argue that they rehashed a lot of ideas. I don't see it. Some themes they possibly did. They some did. themes, but not like line for line verbatim. It wasn't a remake. It wasn't a remake. Well, a lot of people are like, oh, with The Force Awakens, it's like, uh, oh, we got another Death Star. It's like, okay, well, in World War One, they were using, uh, World War One, they were using like jets and shit like that, you know, mm-hmm. planes, fighter planes. Right. Well, do you think, you know, like in World War Two, that they just stopped using planes? I mean, I'm going to quote fucking Fallout. They still use jets now. I mean, it's... It's just that right. it's that military, like they still use guns and bombs in right. the military. So, what's the most cutting edge destructive thing we can come up with? I mean, like, like right now, the biggest thing is uh, hydrogen bombs. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and I'm going to quote Fallout for a minute war, war never changes. So, I mean, yeah, I was slightly disappointed to see that, I mean, only slightly, that they had a new quote unquote Death Star. The only way that I'd really get pissed off about that is if in episode eight or nine we're seeing yet another one. Mm-hmm. At that point, I'd be like, okay, guys, come up with something fucking new. Right. But for this, I mean, I'm like, okay, I can accept that. It wasn't super thrilled about it. But. I think it's, I think it's interesting though, like a lot of the, uh, first order, but now we're talking about fucking Star Wars, but. <laughs> A lot, of, a lot of the First Order's fucking, you know, uh, troops and a lot of their weaponry and shit like that was decimated. And same right. thing for the, same thing for the, uh, the resistance. A yeah. lot of their shit was decimated. So right. maybe they'll be more on like an even playing field now. It'll be interesting. Right. That was kind of my thought about the whole thing. I mean, I know Tom, Tom West in particular, uh, I talked about that with him. Yeah. He, he said, well, how is it that now that just them destroying the Hosnian system, they've crippled the Republic? I'm like, okay, well, like Washington, D.C. Like if you destroyed all of Washington, D.C., not right. only would you get the White House and the Senate, but the Pentagon also. Yeah. Uh, it's not that they're gone completely, but that was where they had most of their troops concentrated at. Right. So, I mean, yeah, it was a, a, a fucking killer blow, but it doesn't mean that they're gone. Like you said, now maybe they're on even ground. Well, Dakar is still there too. Right. 
So, so yeah. Uh, I don't know. I am going to – I'm going to freeze it until I find out – I'm going to freeze this news until I find out if they are doing a uh, reimagining or a story sequel. I think they should do a sequel like you're saying. Yeah. I agree with you. I'm in, I'm in agreement. I don't want to see them reboot the franchise. Let's, let's take the original – movie as canon mm-hmm. let's give that movie that respect right and let's move forward yeah i mean and there's nothing wrong with that people don't have to fucking plunk down i mean i think they'd be they'd make just as much money continuing on with the story and having an actually engaging script with new ideas yeah as opposed to having to rehash the ideas of the old yeah and you're not taken away from the old movie either no, not at all and you're saying the old movie's still canon mm-hmm. it's not like uh, and, you know, I would have tossed Point Break either way, whether it's a fucking reimagining or a sequel or not. It's just right. stupid and bullshit, so whatever. All right. I'm not sure what to think about this one, but the news comes from uh, Comic Book Resources. Stephen Moffat, head writer and executive producer of Doctor Who, will leave the series following season 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, BBC One announced this afternoon. He'll be replaced by Broadchurch executive producer... Chris Chibnall in 2018. Why 2018? Because BBC has decided to wait until 2017 to air Moffat's final 12-episode season. Beyond the Christmas special, no new Doctor Who episodes are expected to air this year. I have decided to schedule Stephen's big finale series in spring of 2017 to bring the nation together for what will be a huge event on the channel, BBC One controller said in a statement. 2016 is spoilt with national moments, including the Euros and Olympics, and I want to hold something back for uh, something big back for 2017. I promise it will be worth the wait. What are your thoughts on Stephen Moffat leaving this and then pursuing other things? He is a brilliant writer. He Uh, did have some stinkers in there, though. Oh yeah, he had some stinkers in there, and in the Matt Smith days, there were some stinker episodes. I see. I'm only halfway through season six, so I'm I'm literally like right in the middle of the Matt Smith stuff. Um, And what I've noticed, I mean, coming off of the the tenant part with uh, Davies as being the showrunner, okay. Things are more cohesive. Every episode seems to and have you know more to do with an overarching storyline. Whereas with Tenant, you know, during the Davies days, you'd have a little hint here and there, and it was more or less episode to episode. Um, I kind of like how it's more cohesive because it feels a little bit more like, and I reference Buffy a lot, but some of that stuff where you had. Things interacting with like the overarching big bad and also like the freak of the week type stuff and right. with tie-ins. Um, I'm not going to say that he is the make or break part of the show. It's sad that he's leaving because he is a brilliant writer and it does pose some questions to me about how far it's going to continue. I hope that it keeps going because uh, myself, I'm kind of glad for the break because it gives me a chance to get all the way caught up and then hit. Uh, the the ten, is it the eleventh season then, or the tenth? It'll be the eleventh season that they air in twenty seventeen. No, right? no, uh, it'll be okay. Hold on, hold on. They just finished. Okay, so they're in the ninth season now. They just finished the ninth season because Peter Capaldi did the eighth season That's and then right. he did the ninth season. Yeah. So the, the, yes, following season ten. 
Yeah, they'll be in the 11th season okay. when this guy takes over. Because I wonder, because I heard rumors uh, a couple months back about Capaldi saying something about how with his schedule and other things going on that he thought that if they were to push a season in that episode, it should only be like half the episodes, like right. six. Right. Um, and that I understand why he was saying that you don't want to sacrifice quality just to get a show out. And that's one of the things that I like about that series is every episode that mm-hmm. I have seen thus far is a fucking winner. There I was a huge break before we got to the Capaldi episodes. There was like a year and a half break then. Right. But I think as far as like British TV goes, I'm not sure if that is an uncommon thing. It's definitely uncommon for American TV. Mm-hmm. But uh, Sherlock, they they only do... I that's think, another Moffat yeah. Yeah, he yeah. does that as well. And uh, they they are broken up also right. as far as their releases too. But, again, I'd rather see them be winners yeah. as opposed to, like, frequency of shows. That's the thing. Like, me and Jason, uh, we've been a huge fan of Fargo, uh-huh. and they are not going to have a season this year. They're waiting until 2017, and we're fine right. with it because we want the quality, like you said. Right. And then also, they got a real strong point regarding all the different things that are going to be coming out in 2016. Yeah. You don't want to have to compete with that, especially when your showrunner is leaving. I mean, right. you want everybody to be glued to that shit. That, that makes sense. Go ahead and hold it back. That's fine. But it is sad that Stephen Moffat's leaving Doctor Who. I agree. It is. It I is. agree. Even though there were some stinker episodes in there with the Matt Smith shit. See, I haven't... I mean, I don't know if I've already passed any of the episodes that you'd consider stinkers. Yeah. Uh... Like, right now, I'm trying to remember the exact episode that we're on. We're right in between where they had that vat of, like, living flesh. Uh, I don't know if you remember. Oh, that. I remember that episode. Yeah, with yeah. The, with, on the planet where they're farming all the acid. Yeah, I remember And, like, that. it was literally, I think, Thursday night, Kelly and I watched the episode, and the fucking cliffhangers on this show. Oh, my God, they kill us. Right where uh, you get a second doctor, and he's one of the fucking flesh things. Yeah. And you know that this flesh stuff, they hold all the memories and experience of that, and dude's fucking 900-some-odd years old. And yeah. he's fucking brilliant as hell. And I will say real quick, and this is where, like, the good pop, bad pop part was going to overlap. Uh, I was not the super biggest fan of Matt Smith the very first episode or two of the fifth season when he took over from Tenant. Yep. Because I am such a Tenant fan. Me too. Me too, man. But he had, I mean, he did kind of come into his own where he's got his own personality right. and his own take on the doctor. And it's awesome. And I love him just as much as I love Tenant as the doctor. But I've never Tenet, been, I've never been able to let Tenant go, man. Tenant's still my doctor. And I'll tell you the other night, uh, and this is something for people to check out. Uh, if you haven't seen it, because I know Gafford was asking, and I posted the link for him. Right. Uh, there's an eight-minute episode that you can watch on YouTube called Time Crash, where Tennant, uh, as the Doctor, comes into contact with another TARDIS, uh, with another do- iteration of the Doctor, Peter Davison, and they actually interact. And what's cool about that, and this is this is one of the things I love about the show. So he so meets another fucking- Time Lord? Himself, from the past. Oh, He meets okay. himself from the past. Okay. And uh, because, you know, it's the same doctor, it's just Peter Davison from his days as being the doctor. And so this is what screwed up. You know, you know how you and I talk about, like, we have a doctor. Like, my doctor would be Tennant and your doctor would be Tennant. Yeah. Tennant's doctor, uh, Tennant was a fan of the show long before he ever even became a doctor in okay. Doctor Who. And his doctor was Peter Davison. Oh, I thought you were going to say Dr. Dre. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Well, the fucked up thing is, is that Peter Davison is also his father-in-law. So it's really cool to watch this eight-minute episode on YouTube called Time Crash. Yeah. Where he gets to interact with with his doctor as being the doctor. 
And there's just a moment to me that feels so sincere and so touching, and I actually shed a tear because, I mean, I'm, I'm so fucking excited. Fuck that. Pussy. I was so fucking excited <laughs> where he's talking to Peter Davison, who yeah. is his father-in-law, and he tells him, because you were my doctor, and you can fucking tell he means it. Right. You know? And that's what's cool. I mean, Tennant is like in the muckety-muck with all the fucking uh, Doctor Who shit because he's married to Davison's daughter. Yeah. And figure that one dude <laughs> if, you, goddamn if, if you if you love fucking david Tennant's Kilgrave and jessica jones yeah you should definitely watch those oh. those doctor who seasons man the actor has such a fucking range from the darkest of the dark to the goofiest of the fucking mm-hmm. goofy mm-hmm. and i mean there, there's very few oh, actors he, he got pretty dark too in doctor who sometimes oh, yeah man. he did I remember the episode where he talked, where he was talking to uh, what they were hinting at was the devil, and he was like, "I'm not going to give you a name." Yeah. Oh, he's. So what do you think? Good. Okay, what do you think about Amy Pond? She's interesting. She's good. Uh, uh, she's, you don't like? She's her? my least favorite companion, dude. Really? Yeah. Hmm. That's... Least favorite companion. You know, you know what makes her so good? What's that? Rory. Rory. I love Rory. Really? He's yes. such a goofy fucker. Yeah, dude. I fucking love Arthur Darvel. He's so good. And he's fucking uh, Rip Hunter in fucking I know that. Legends of Tomorrow, which we'll be yep. talking about later. But, yeah, man, yeah, I yeah. fucking the, – uh, the, because in uh, the the Rose episodes, they didn't need to have Mickey there all the time. Right. You know why? Because Rose was awesome. They you know why they had to have fucking Rory there all the time? Because Amy Pond, Karen Gillan, sucked fucking donkey dick. It's she probably, sucked. It's probably the idea that he's maybe like – shadowing that like it's like conflicting my opinion because i guess i don't think of them as being separate because they're always there together now anyway yeah but I mean, mickey, the first mickey wasn't there. always there with rose right and they did they did start to play rory off like yeah. he was a moron i feel sorry for people that don't even watch doctor who that are listening to us right now I they're know. just like what the fuck are you talking like, about mickey what? mouse and shit for right. it i mean honestly it's kind of cool. I would never in a million years ever say this, but like this is the only time I would say it's cool that Jake's not here because Jake would be shitting right all over this fucking conversation. Uh, he's watched barely any Doctor <laughs> I Who. I know, but uh, um, I, I honestly wish he would get into it because I know he liked Jessica Jones and he liked Ken mm-hmm. and his Kilgrave. Yeah. I, th- I think if he was to watch uh, Blink. Blink, he'd be into it. That's the episode, Because there's man. so many high-minded fucking... Oh my god, concepts in this thing if all over the you place. You have always wanted to watch Doctor Who, didn't know where to drop if you like it or not. Go to season three on Netflix and watch the episode called Blink. You don't need to even know anything about Doctor Who. You watch that episode, and if you do not like that episode, you're number one, you're out of your mind. But number two, <laughs> number two, you're just not gonna like Doctor Who. But right. that's the episode I think everybody can get hooked on. Yeah. Because I mean it's perfect too, because completely. Was that the episode you got hooked on? Yeah, because you suggested yes. it. Yes. And I mean and I had watched the very first episode with uh fuck, what's his name? <sighs> Eccleston. Eccleston, Cr- yeah. Eccleston. I watched the first episode yeah. before that and I'm like, yeah. Yeah, okay. But it was Blink that got me hooked enough to keep going. Absolutely. With it. And um <sighs> I, man, I, as far as like companions go, and I don't know if she becomes a companion later on, but I tell you the what more has me interested than anything else is River, at this point. Oh yeah, because yeah. Uh, we, River I've, song. Yeah, I've only seen her a few times, mm-hmm. but they've made it very clear now that her timeline works in opposite of the Doctor in which you meet her. Dude, because the what? very first time you, you meet you, her, do you know who she is yet? 
Well, I, I know what her relationship is with the doctor. Okay, That's okay. Just yeah. Check it, yeah. Yeah, because they established that in the first episode she showed up in with Tenet. Right. And then they've talked about it before. And, uh, man, I don't want to fucking give any goddamn spoilers away. Yeah. I'm going to give fucking props to Mike Hearn real quick because when I was getting close to the end of episode five, uh-huh. one of these people dies and it's like a quote unquote death. And you end up seeing them later on. They come back, uh-huh. and I and I didn't get that far yet. And I said, "Oh man, they died." And he's like, "Yeah, sad episodes." It was like three episodes later, the fucker came back. I'm like, "You son of a bitch!" And he's like, "What kind of hoovian would I be if I gave you spoilers?" Oh, that's very cool. That's <laughs> it good, was cool. That's a good friend. Then. Yeah. yeah. So, but I I fucking love this show. It always surprises me. I'm never bored, and I can't say that there's very many other shows that keep me glued like this every episode's a new adventure it really is because he's a time lord and Mm -hmm. he can jump through time and one episode he can be at the beginning of the time beginning of time and at the episode he could see the last day that earth was ever yeah around i mean that's just what this show is and then even there's one episode where uh the tardis which uh is his ship and you find out at some point throughout the series that, you know, it has a soul. Yep. At yep. some point, the soul comes out and ends up in a body of a woman and in he actually gets form. to talk to yep. it. Yep, that was an and awesome that episode. was a cool fucking episode, Very too. Cool. And you talk about, like, he can go anywhere. That particular episode, they left the fucking universe. Think about that for a minute. What about what about what about the uh, what about the planet where they were like stuck in traffic the entire time? Oh yeah, I love that episode. Uh huh. Where he's like bouncing from ship to ship. Yes. How long have you been here? Well, ten years. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's yes. like Chicago. It's so it's such a great show. But yeah, I'm sad to see Moffat go. I am too. I am too. But I I'm I can't say that he is the only thing that holds it together. Yeah. Yeah. So I you know I keep my fingers crossed that the thing will keep going, but. Uh, even with the changes in the doctors and changes in showrunners, things can change. It yeah. doesn't mean it has to go away and not you be You think awesome. they'll ever have a female doctor? Do you think it'll happen? I hope so. And I, I know I know there's a lot of people who don't share that opinion, but to that I would say, why the fuck not? Why mm-hmm. couldn't there be? Yeah. Doctor is, you know, his physical appearance has no bearing on who he is, and it doesn't necessarily matter what gender he is as to part of what gender he's attracted to. Yeah. I think it could be just as awesome, if not even more awesome, to introduce a female doctor just to mix it up. Yeah. So I, I would like to see that happen. Yeah. Just get the casting right, and I'm down, man. Yep. Amen. All right. This news comes from Deadline. Uh, Mick G. Are you familiar with that director? No. Mick G. Uh, he directed uh, Charlie's Angels. Okay. The films. The Remember movie? the Drew okay. Barrymore movies yeah. with uh, Lucy those. Liu and uh-huh. I don't know whoever else. Drew Barrymore, Lucy Liu, and oh fuck, I can't remember who the other. Oh, it was uh, uh, Cameron. Oh uh, yeah, Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz. Yeah, yeah. McGee is in talks that could lead him to helming Masters of the Universe, a live action film based on the signature Mattel toy line. That is in high gear at Sony Pictures and Escape Artists and Franklin Entertainment. The film revolves around He-Man, a prince who transforms into a warrior and becomes the last hope for a magical world that has been ravaged by the sinister Skeletor. Hollywood has been trying to figure out the movie for years, and it could have Transformers potential even if the most identifiable version of the 1987 canon film that wasn't a success and which starred Dolph Lundgren as He-Man and Frank Langella as Skeletor. It has been more successful as an animated property. So, what are your thoughts on a live-action reboot directed by Mick G of Masters of the Universe, He-Man? Well, 
I, I, I would have hopes enough that it would be at least a taste. It. And unfortunately, I mean, I'm, ho- I'm thinking I'm setting my expectations maybe appropriately for that. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen anything super awesome live action, of course. That 1987 thing, even when I was a kid, I was like, the fuck did I just see? Yeah. But uh, I don't want to rule it out. I don't want to toss the idea. I would like to see a live action He-Man. You want to see a live action Orko? Or are you saying <laughs> fuck Orko? <laughs> Man, well, I don't, hold I, on, hold on. Let me let me blow your dick off here. <laughs> hold on. Let's say let's say let's say tomorrow casting, casting. They're like, all right, we're doing this He-Man shit, and uh, we got we got our cast. We got fucking uh, He-Man is gonna be Chris Hemsworth. So they got their man. That's the best choice. Am I right? Come on. Actor wise, yeah. Physi- I mean, is he gonna fill out a fucking He-Man? He's fucking suit? Thor. I know, but I mean, I'm thinking like physically, like physically speaking, just yeah. to fill out the outfit and make it look right. I don't want to see the Rock as He-Man, but the Rock is big enough to be He-Man. Yeah, you could see like a Batista as He-Man. Oh man, he, he, Prince Adam is like you got to have the fucking good looks of Batista. <laughs> so you're saying he's an ugly fucker? I'm not saying. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't think P- Batista's a, a, a panty dropper. I'm just. I'm being. I'm trying to be honest with you. Right, I think. Yeah. I think that Hemsworth. He's a panty dropper. Women. Women are going to go nuts for Chris Hemsworth. Did, did you think that Prince Adam was a panty? Dropper I don't. I don't see. Kid? No, I don't see women just like looking at. A pussy? Oh my god, Drax is so hot. Oh, right. Well, <laughs> wow. true. Yeah. True. I get you. I mean, yeah. Some Fifty Shades of Drax. Jesus Christ. No. It could. You know what they could? I mean, well, I don't know. I was gonna say, you know what they could do? Hemsworth they could always, is like he's no string bean, dude. Well, true. I know. I know that. But I mean, I mean, you remember He Man? I mean, people I know. talk about Barbies being fucking an unrealistic representation of the female form. He Man's the same for boys. Uh, True, but I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, could fill it out. You'd have to, you'd have to like get like a like a bodybuilder to play the part. But they can't act. Yeah, we don't true. have. We, they're Good not. Point. You're not going to get Schwarzenegger to be. And you wouldn't want him to. Not be. now right. or ever. Oh God, yeah, or ever. Yeah, or ever. Just Battle like, Cat. <laughs> Come here <laughs> now. I have to go stop Skeletor. Right, right. Now. <laughs> Jesus, no. Uh, yeah, probably. Honestly, you're you know you're probably spot on as far as like who you'd cast there. But uh, man, I, I don't know. know. I'm not excited about McGee, the Charlie's Angels director. No, directing that doesn't it. give me a whole hell of a lot of hope. But I mean, then again, I mean, how are you going to do that? How would you make something that would satisfy satisfy us now, as opposed because. I've really tried to open my mind a bit. I know I've been a massive hater on the Transformers movies, and I did not like the, you know, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the first one. The second one, the trailer looks good with Bebop and Rocksteady. Yeah, yeah. But I'm trying to keep my mind open because, like, these are supposed to be movies for kids, not for somebody who's 37 year old, right. 37 years old. So I'm trying to think of like what would satisfy me. In yeah, but the He-Man. audience, but the audience for He-Man is like grown up. So it, de- it right. depends on like what they're wanting to do, like what right. their main goal is. Are they wanting to sell new toys, or are they just wanting to make a good movie that the audience that grew up watching this are going to appreciate? Right. I think if that's the direction they're headed, they would need to get somebody like Hemsworth, if not Hemsworth yeah. himself, because somebody who's going to have to be believable, at least respectable, in the role. You couldn't just look at somebody and be like, this dude's a fucking joke, and uh, they got pe- him just to fill out the outfit. People are going to say, oh, oh, Hemsworth is playing Thor and He-Man? <laughs> oh, 
you're going to have him play Thor and He-Man? Come on, man. And to that, I'm going to say, you know what? Harrison Ford played Indiana Jones and Han Solo. Yeah, so fuck off. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. The man can play He-Man and he can play Thor. Yeah, for that very reason, I don't understand the argument because... Exactly, he's an actor. He's designed to play different roles. He was yeah. fucking Kirk's father in the Star Trek reboot. Yeah. yeah, for people that didn't catch that. Yeah, no, yeah, he did. He did play Kirk's father mm-hmm. in the in the first film. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm 100 sold. I don't even know why you're talking about Hemsworth as He Man because like all they're talk- all they've announced is a shitty director, right? I'm not I'm not a McGee fan. You, you know who they're probably going to make Orko. Howie Mandel? That's <laughs> not what I was thinking. Oh, I was thinking uh, fucking Dinklage and just hide his face the whole time. Oh, come He's on. He's going to get every midget role ever. Short person, little person role. Well, they could make him CG. They don't have to, like... Th- I think that would be the way to go. Toss a fucking cape on right. him and have him... Just don't even have Orko in it. You'd have to, though. Don't you I- think? Well, it depends on how they didn't have Orko in the Dolph Lundgren one. They had some looking. They had something that looked like a mutated snarf from Thundercats or some shit. Yeah, they had some like no. He's like a little fucking like a dwarf or some shit, right? Who had that like little weird little keyboard shit? Yeah, I remember that. They they didn't have Orko. Hmm. Goddamn, I don't know who's gonna be uh, Tila. Oh, Tila. Yeah. Uh, Dream casting would be fucking uh, Angelina Jolie. Think so. At her age? The evil one? No, you're thinking of uh, the sorceress. Yeah, oh, is that who she was? Like, uh, uh, oh, are you thinking of Tila Tequila? No, Tila. She's <laughs> from the MCB Man of the Arms daughter. Man of the Arms daughter? Yeah, Tila. <laughs> uh, and then also you had, oh, well, uh, you also had then the chick uh, the, who was in Castle Grayskull who had the, like, the bird hat thing. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> yeah, I sound like a fucking fan, don't I? <laughs> I'm like, I'm literally oh, pulling my oh, fucking yeah. memories from the mid-80s. Bird hat lady. <laughs> Shit, I remember I like that. This. I remember that on the card for the figure. Her name was Bird Hat Lady. I remember her. Oh, oh man. If I had that figure in mint condition, Bird Hat Lady figure. I actually figure. think that that was the sorceress. I'm trying to remember the bitch. The evil. Haunt. Was her evil? Evil Lynn. That's who it is. Okay, I can see that as Angelina Jolie. That'd be Angelina Jolie, yeah, man. I can see that. Yeah. Fuck. And then the sorceress was the good... Oh, like Glinda yeah. the Good Witch or whatever the right. fuck you want to call her. That, and no. Tila was Man at Arm's daughter. Who, uh, with so, was she the, the chick bitch. with the bird on her head? No. <laughs> Who's the bird lady? <laughs> she was called the sorceress. I don't even remember if she had a more proper name than that. And I think okay. her and Man at Arm's got busy and that's how Tila got born. Right. Who would you have as Man at Arm's? Oh, shit. <sighs> Gary Oldman? I'd have, no, he'd, he'd still have to be pumped up, man. I'd get like Scott Lang in there, man. From fucking Avatar, the big jack dude in the military guy? Yeah, you could do that. That's who I'd have. Man, I don't even... I mean, this is going to sound bad, but I don't even know that there's a wrong way or a right a way to go because it's fucking He-Man. Yeah. I mean, you, but you, you gotta have like, if there's a right way, it could be a loser. you got to have, like, Beast Man in there. Trap Jaw. Trap Jaw. Fuck. God, dude. What about that, what about that fucking... What about Skunkor? <laughs> <laughs> what? You is remember, that thing? You remember Skunk War? No. He was the skunk figure, dude. There was he, a skunk figure? There was a skunk figure and he stunk. He actually, <laughs> I'm not kidding you. He, he actually. Look this shit up. I don't even remember. I'm not kidding you. They, there was a bee character. Okay. And there's a croc, there's a croc character. He's a crocodile dude. God damn. I don't even remember that. Yeah. I mean, I had, skunk I had a lot of these fucking toys Fucking and shit. skunk War, dude. You remember? There you was, had, remember Merman? 
Yeah, I remember Merman. Yeah. Remember these motherfuckers had battle damage shit on their chest? I remember that. Where, like, you could, like, hit, hit it, them. and it would, like, yeah, yeah, flip over and stuff. Yeah, I remember that. I, I had trap jaw, and that motherfucker had, his arms would never fucking stick on. Yeah, like, I had trap jaw. Like, it would keep falling off. But I had, uh, I had Castle Grayskull and Snake Mountain, and Snake Mountain had that fucking microphone, microphone? you could talk into. I had it, my, too. My freshman year of high school, I prank called 911 and told them that I was Satan, I was coming for their souls. And then I about shit my pants when they fucking called my house back. Yeah. And I answered the phone, I'm like, hello? And like, we just received a weird 911 number. Me and Jason, when we were kids, <laughs> we called 911, and I like, I cussed out the 911 <laughs> operator. And I hung up, and they kept calling back. Oh, fuck. And me and, and Jay, like, freaked out. Mm-hmm. Like, he started, like, crying and shit. And then we fucking ran outside. Oh, and, like, uh, the, every time the phone would ring, right. Jay would, like, worried. freak out. And so we just, like, ran outside and let the phone like, ring. Like, like th- for, like, the younger people listening, this is back in the day where caller ID was, like, barely a thing. Yeah. And that's why we got fucking nailed for it, because we yeah. didn't know, fucking know that they could trace it back. Oh, yeah. I didn't know 911 could do that. Yeah, because, cause, I mean, it was all landline shit. You didn't even have fucking wireless phones hardly then, in the mid-90s. Like, if you had a cordless phone, you were like, whoa, man, that's some high-tech, like, rich shit. Right. <laughs> Caller yeah. ID now every motherfucker with a fucking flip phone's got it. This is uh, so, so He Man. Right? He Man, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it was the throwback. I don't so know. we may have just gotten more entertainment I, I, out of talking about it than what the show will get. I'm worried that He Man will just turn into a shitty Transformers movie. It really probably could very easily, but you know, I oh God, I don't know. Okay, so with robots that transform into cars, there's a very, very, very clear cool factor to that. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it would be as easy to sell fucking cut fucking bodybuilders action figures to kids. It doesn't seem to me to have as much of a hook as cool-looking robots that transform to cars. Yeah. That'd be harder. I hope it's What about cut goal. bodybuilders that transform into cars? Holy shit. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth. a whole lot of hell more No, I would that. watch that movie. If they had a movie where Chris, where Chris Hemsworth would turn into a car. <laughs> Fuck, Okay, get like, this fucking obscure Holy reference. shit, Chris Hemsworth just fucking turned into a Sonata. <laughs> Dude, I'm fucking... And then he like, wouldn't turn into a Hyundai Sonata. No, maybe. He'd, he'd at least transform into a fucking Mustang or something. They'd have to have him be cooler than that. You remember Turbo Team? Maybe a Nissan. You remember that shit? Turbo Team? Yeah. Oh my god, dude that was made I, of I flesh would, that would morph into a fucking car. Yeah. There you I, go. I would transform into like a Chevy Cavalier. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking like a Geo Metro for me. Yeah. <laughs> I got a three cylinder and you can fit a lot of shit inside. God. <laughs> That's it. I took a Geo, I took a, uh, one of those fucking cars out for a test drive and it started, like all this black smoke came out and shit. Those Geo Metros. Right. What a piece of shit. They were only a three cylinder engine, man. I know. Like I remember. 1.0 liter. I had one as a rental car once and it was a piece <laughs> of shit, dude. It was like, I opened up the, like the hood and there was like mm-hmm. a fucking hamster on a wheel. In there. <laughs> Pretty much. Jesus shit. <laughs> Let's move on to Marvel news. Marvel news. I don't know. Where's that fucking stupid? <laughs> there it is. Marvel news. <laughs> All right, Marvel news. I just got two things for us this week. Uh, Deadpool. Banned in China. Yeah. Banned in China. They don't know how to have a good time. No. No. <laughs> no. They do not. Poison did. Nothing but a good time. <laughs> but not China. I bet, I bet China banned poison. 
Probably. I bet they're like, fuck you, Brett Michaels. <laughs> Could be. Every rose has its thorn, but not, <laughs> not here in China. China. <laughs> not here in China, you motherfucker. <laughs> so, yeah, Deadpool banned in China. Apparently Finn was banned in China, too, when they fucking made him all small and shit on the poster. Oh, Bullshit. Anyway, Deadpool, it is on uh, track to make 50 to $55 million opening weekend with a rumored budget of $30 million. That's great news. Yeah, it is. And with China not being in the mix, they definitely need that. Right. I, they had that uh, petition to make it a uh, PG-13 film, and... Yeah, you didn't hear about that? Who had a petition? There was on, a, on change.org? Yeah, there was a petition. Who's the asshole that started that right. shit? Right. There, there was supposedly, there was a petition for uh, getting a PG-13 cut for the kids. Wow. And the director even came out and said, it is not going to happen. Thank yeah. Good, good, yep. good, good. Nobody want to see that. If it's going to be rated R, mm-hmm. leave it rated R. Whatever money it makes, that way the sequel, when you know it gets one, is still rated R in the same spirit of the film. You don't but want that shit changed. The director is Tim Miller, and mm-hmm. this is like his first major directorial debut mm-hmm. is with this movie. Kevin Smith was talking about this Deadpool movie and talking about the trailer and how much he liked it, and he couldn't wait to see it. And he, ta- he was referring to the director, and he's like, uh, you know, this kid is great. He's doing a great job. Well, the director reached out to Kevin Smith and said, who are you calling a kid? He's like, <laughs> I'm older than you. <laughs> Tim Miller is like 50-something. No shit. I couldn't believe it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, I wouldn't have thought that. Me either. Nice. Me either. I saw uh, Kevin Smith reposted a um, picture. Remember back in uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back when people were talking shit about them on the internet and they went door to door like, did you write on yes, this? Yes, yes, yes. I saw he posted the meme that said, did you sign the petition to make a Deadpool PG-13 cut? Oh, nice. Where they were going door to door. He said he didn't come up with it, but he's glad of somebody who did. That's so, funny. That was cool as hell. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for, I cannot wait for Deadpool just a few more weeks. Me Fucking either. Valentine's weekend. I, I didn't even wait. have to pull the fucking wool over the wife's eyes. I showed her all the trailers and shit. I'm like, will you go see this with me on Valentine's Day weekend? She said, yes. I'm like, nice. hell yeah. <laughs> Very cool. That's when you know you got a winner, ladies and gentlemen. It's nice to see Marina Brackerin get a yeah. major role. She's awesome. She's cool. Yeah. yeah. I've loved her since Firefly. Yeah, yeah. I liked her in uh, Firefly. I also, I loved her in V, where she oh, played yeah. the villain in V. Mm-hmm. And now she's in Gotham. She's one of the best parts of that show, too. I haven't watched this season yet. I've heard it's terrible. Um, the villains? The, once they got rid of, um, uh, no, I love, uh, I love, uh, what's his name? The Riddler dude? Michael Smith, Corey Jansen Smith, Corey uh, Michelson Jones? <laughs> the guy right <laughs> No, he's still in the oh, show. Okay. He's great. Penguin's still great. Okay. It's, uh, Barbara Keen. When she starts turning all Harley Quinn, she sucks. So, they've kind of like, Got rid of her a little bit. I ain't like that bitch since so she didn't know how to drink a coffee. <laughs> Jesus, I remember that episode. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's hey, a, that's fucking a... film students said that I was right about that. Yeah, Aaron Claude Miller agreed with you. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that was a big victory for you. Somebody <laughs> fucking pin a fucking button on Frank. Hell, yeah. Big winner. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so I'm... I'm uh, I'm looking forward, looking forward to Deadpool. Uh, Jessica Jones uh, is getting a second season. Nice. Very uh, excited about that. Yeah, I would have been more excited had Kilgrave survived the first season. Like, where are they going to go now? It's like, I did not want to see him die in the first season because that's one of the main pro- problems with Marvel is killing off really cool fucking villains. Some of them not so cool, but they still kill them off. I mean, Red Skull's gone, even though he could come back. Uh, you know, uh, fucking, uh, what's his name? Corey Stoll's, uh, Yellow Jacket's gone. Yeah. Uh, who else have they killed? They've, they killed Ultron. <laughs> they killed Ultron. Uh, they, they, oh, fuck. Um, 
Jesus, Ronan. Ronan's gone. Ronan's gone. Yeah. Uh, Jesus, who is the Dark World bad guy? Uh, fuck. Oh, yeah, Malekith. Malekith, he's gone. Yeah. But that's the thing is like usually they 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 don't take the time to flesh them out. It's a one and done, and you got two hours to get to know them. Right. I, I'm glad, so super glad that we got a whole season with Tenant. However, the way it was written, I already knew like before we ever even got close to the last episode that he wasn't going to make it out. Yeah. Like it had to come down to one or the other there. Right. And I think some of that is be. I mean, I I I was hoping that they'd hang on to him. I think more than anything else because it was Tenant. Right. But. At the same time, I mean, I'm kind of glad that they resolved that because there's some people that I know that are reserved from watching it because there are so many dark overtones to that particular series. Yeah. And especially a lot of ladies who've had, you know, bad, horrible experiences in the past, it's hard for them to watch it because they can't relive it. Right. But maybe with season two, they'll be able to reach out to a different audience. I don't want to see it change per se. But I'm glad at least that we had the one whole season with the villain as opposed to a two hour, you know, shot one shot and done. Uh, I'll agree with that, man, but it's gonna be it's gonna be hard finding a better villain than uh, Tenant, man. It's always hard to find somebody better than Tenant, my <laughs> It is it is agreed. All right, what we're gonna do now is move on to D C news. Last night. Batman destroyed my vagina. <laughs> and now the leftovers are going to destroy DC News. It's time for DC News, you fucking pieces of shit. All right, time for DC News. Uh, you know what? We're going to jump in. I'm going to jump. I'm going to talk about a couple things comic related as far as DC news. Uh, first thing I want to announce is uh, Tim Seeley, one of my favorite comic book writers. Uh, he does a revival. Uh, he did The Occultist, which was a miniseries. But uh, he's one of my favorite writers uh, for comic books is moving on to do the Suicide Squad comic book okay. next month in February. So I have added it to my pull list. Uh, when DC, the new 52 started, I was getting Suicide Squad and it sounded, it started out okay. But now that Tim Seeley is gonna be writing the comic, I cannot wait to fucking read it. I hope it's great because I'm a big fan of Tim Seeley. Uh, and if you want a good jumping on point for Suicide Squad, especially with the movie coming out in August, definitely jump on to, uh, DC Suicide Squad now with Tim, uh, Tim Seeley writing it. Nice. So. Next thing I want to talk about is uh, Scott Snyder is going to leave Batman. Really? Yeah, he's moving on to Detective Comics in the summer. Okay. So the other Batman series. So he's leaving Batman, the main title, and moving over to Detective Comics. So that means that I will probably be dropping off of Batman and then switching over to <laughs> Detective Comics. Hmm. How different are those two series? Uh, very different ones. Well, I mean, Batman started off great. In the last, I guess, the last few issues, a lot of people haven't been liking the new stuff that's coming out from mm -hmm. Scott Snyder. I haven't read it, so I have no opinion. But um, I still like Scott Snyder. I'm still a Scott Snyder fan. So when he takes over Detective Comics, I'll, I'll start. Uh, I'll start reading it. Okay. But I haven't read Detective Comics in probably two years. The last time I read it was when they were doing something with. Um, uh, the Scarecrow. Okay. Scarecrow is the villain, and I was reading some of those. No, actually, the last time I was reading it was uh, when uh, the villain was the new Emperor Penguin. So there was there 
the penguin was being pushed off to the side, mm-hmm. and the writer was John Lehman, the writer okay. for Chew, and he invented a new character called Emperor Penguin. I remember you guys talking about that yeah. back in the day. And it was okay. I, I like I like John Lehman, so I was reading it. It was all right, but I'll definitely check it out. I'll, when Scott Snyder takes it over, I'll check it out, and if it sucks, I'll drop it. Cool. But, other, other than that, I want to talk about Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow, if you've been watching uh, Arrow and Flash, this is another installment of CW's uh, DC Universe into the TV series. Legends of Tomorrow. Um, Frank, you got a chance to watch this too? Yes. Okay, yep, yep, you watched it twice. Yeah, I watched it twice. Uh, part of the reason for that, and I mean, do you want me to go ahead and just segue right into the review? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I watched it twice. Partially because one, because I wanted the wife to watch it, and I watched it by myself yesterday during the day. Uh, but also because there's a lot of these characters that I'm unfamiliar with. Even though I bought the first season of Flash and whatnot, and watched the first couple of episodes of Arrow, I haven't really kept up with anything. I never even started in the Flash. Right. So a lot of these characters are really new to me, and it's a lot to keep up with for a pilot. Uh, you know, having the two viewings really helped because I kind of had a better idea who was who, you know, about what and what to expect. Um, I'm going to taste the pilot, although I am going to say that I, I hope that they do a little bit better job um, putting everything together because there were several moments in this that were a little cheesy, and admittedly, some of it, some of it kind of seemed to me to be. Uh, you know, smashed together. It was a little off-putting, especially with me being in the middle of season six of Doctor Who, to see uh, Arthur Darville, who is uh, Rip Hunter, um, who is Rory in Doctor Who, all of a sudden taking an active role, basically becoming like the DC version of the Doctor in the midst of a bunch of Time Masters, a.k.a. Time Lords. I mean, you gotta understand. I, I don't have like the biggest, biggest depth of knowledge in DC. So to me, for when I watched the Rip the Hunter first time, is a DC character. He's not. He is a he is. DC character. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so's. Uh, I mean, pretty much everybody's all valid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I ended up having to double check that to make sure because when I watched it the first time, really my thought was like, "What the fuck?" And after I got through that first time, I watched it the second time. It, it was it was better. It's a taste it for me. As a pilot, and mm. I know better. I've learned my lesson to try to, you know, have a whole thought process on a series based on only a pilot. Sure. I, I, it, it's enough of a taste it to where I watch future episodes, but there was a lot of characters, a lot of introductions. Not that it was poorly done, because what, it, when I watched it the first time, I was overwhelmed. The second time, it did seem like it was easier to, to stomach. Right. But there were still some moments where I was like, really? Like when he had them all assembled after he had knocked, initially knocked them out, where he said, I'm from East London. Oh, yeah, and from the future. Mm-hmm. That was a little fucking cheesy for me. Okay. But uh, I'm going to taste it because uh, it, it seems like it has potential. And with so many characters, they'll have an opportunity to flesh them out and be able to introduce me to their individual personalities and stuff. And a lot of this stuff is not going to be as hard for a lot of people to stomach, especially if you've been watching Arrow, if you've been watching Flash, because mm-hmm. you would have already been introduced to, like, the Atom and things like that. Right. Uh, so it was all new for me, so it was a lot to take in. So I can't Tupperware it, um, but I am going to taste it and keep watching. There was just certain things like that one line there that were like, 
Come on. Okay. They were a little over the top, and I couldn't deal with. I'm going to Tupperware it, man. Are you? I'm going to Tupperware it, dude. I've been watching Flash. I've, I, I'm all cut. I'm like, I, I actually, it's not like, I'm, oh, I'm all cut up on Flash. <laughs> I watch Flash every week. Yeah. yeah I, I watch, I'm only, and I, to be honest with you, with all these shows, like, I, I watched, like, the first, almost the first two seasons of Arrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and I dropped off Arrow. But I, and I'm all like, the, I'm only like one episode behind on Supergirl, to be honest with you. Oh, wow. I watch Supergirl every week. I have not watched that at all. So, uh, but on the flip side, I loved Legends of Tomorrow. I loved it. This is the Tupperware for me. Wow. It is so great. And, um, I cannot wait to watch this, this whole season. It, it, it I had so much fun with it. Uh, my favorite character in this, and it blew my mind because he was my least favorite character going in, was fucking Heatwave. Really? Heatwave's comedic timing reminded me of Batista as Drax. <laughs> just like he would just say that, just like, just quick one-liners, off-the-wall right. shit. Uh-huh. And it was just, it fucking killed me. To me, that was the most entertaining part was him and uh, Wentworth. Yeah. Because those two together, like the bad guys, that yeah. was the thing that made me oh, okay I to watch it. it the second time because yeah. they were funny. Captain Cold and Heatwave, dude, the, shit's the, awesome. The, the line that, I, I mean, my favorite part of that first episode was where they come at and they smick, smack that uh, one, uh, like, bounty hunter guy. Yeah. And they literally call him Boba Fett. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. Was, that was funny. That yeah. was cool. When they were fighting Kronos. Yeah, the Kronos. Yeah. That was the Kronos. Yeah. The, the, I love it, man. I mean, this is, uh, they, they t- what they've done is they've taken the crossover event from this year where mm-hmm. they, where, uh, Arrow and Flash battled Vandal Savage, mm-hmm. and they have turned that event into a new TV show, and also taken characters from both series and incorporated them together, and now you've got Arthur Darvel, of course, who we mentioned, who is Rory and Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. He is Rip Hunter, and he is a time master and he assembles his team and uh, later on in the episode spoilers we find out that it's not sanctioned by the time masters that the time masters did not want him to change time Mm -hmm. did not give him the approval and so they've sent a bounty hunter Kronos to go after them right I loved it I thought the I thought the characters that we've been introduced to um, what is it Victor Garber's character um, of uh, Dr. Martin Stein Mm -hmm. and then of course uh, Firestorm the the young kid that we've got playing Firestorm Mm -hmm. they're great seeing them together again I mean they were introduced in the flash um, it's great seeing Brandon Routh, Ray, you know, Ray Palmer, The Atom. We got, uh, White Canary. Uh, we've got, uh, Heat She Wave. was cool as well, too. Yeah. I, it was great. And I love the villain of Vandal Savage. I'm a big fan of that villain. Uh, in the comics, I'm also a huge fan of Vandal Savage, the guy that they got cast for Vandal Savage and what they did with him in the Arrow and the Flash crossover. Mm-hmm. Um, Hawkman, Hawk Girl are in this. Uh, I love the team. I love the comedy. I love the fact that they're doing time travel. When they went into the 70s and they started playing, um, like the fucking, like Jackson 5 shit. And Captain and Tennille. Captain and Tennille. I loved it when they fucking got in the bar fight. I, mm-hmm. I loved it. I was into it. I thought this is so much fun. Uh, I loved it when Brandon Routh would get upset at uh, Martin Stein about not calling him a doctor. <laughs> that shit killed me. Yeah. I loved it. I was laughing. I was having a great time. When White Canary started kicking those guys' asses in the bar, I was fist pumping. I was literally laughing. I loved it. I I love this trailer. It is a Tupperware all the way for me. And I think it's because I've been watching Flash and because I'm familiar with these characters from the crossovers and, and what I've seen of Arrow. Right. I'm, I actually... And to be honest, I mean, after a first viewing on its own, because I don't have any of these connections with any of these characters, 
it, it did help a little bit Stephen uh, Stephen Amell as the Arrow, and even though I've only seen very few episodes of Arrow, I know who he is. Uh, it's enough to make me want to, as long as this series is good, continuing forward. Right. Not that I have doubts that it is, uh, but as long as you know they continue to flesh out the characters and things like that, it's going to make me want to dive back into things like Arrow and then get into the Flash and things like that. Stuff that I really don't have any connection or you know affinity to right. in the first place. Uh, but I mean, just the first viewing was like overwhelming because you have so many characters. Yeah. But the second viewing, I mean, it really did make a difference. I mean, if there's people on the fence about this, I'd, I'd urge you to give it a second shot, just because yeah, there are a lot of characters. But after on a second viewing, because you kind of know a little bit more of what to expect, you can kind of appreciate things a little bit more. You get a little bit more of an idea who's about what because like the first time I saw Hawk Girl uh, and. Her counterpart, Hawkman. Hawkman. I didn't know what his proper name was. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. I had no fucking clue what the hell I was watching there. Right. They're landing, talking about. Well, they were know. they were introduced in the Flash series, right? See, I have no, I don't know, right? Right. And you know, it, it's a learning process, and that's why I'm I'm really glad that I watched it a second time because there are there's a lot you know to attribute to this. The writing is good enough to where even though there is a lot of people to balance. Upon the second viewing, I was able to kind of parse and parse a little bit more and see how they were giving you the information that you needed to know yeah. without overloading you with everybody's backstory. Right. Yeah, there is a lot to go through because there are so many characters. That doesn't mean these characters are bad. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I, I'm definitely going to keep watching them in the future, which is why I'm tasting it. But, you know, they, they got to get rid of some of the ham-handed stuff like, like the, oh, yeah, I'm from the future Stuff. Oh man, I loved it. I, 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 I lo- yeah, I bought it all. Did man. you really? I bought it all, man. It it's, could have been some of it, me, dude. Being like, it's some of it is just like me, just like I don't know that Doctor Who love I have, and just seeing like Rory taking over, like a little bit of that, little bit of the you know he's, he's, he's a little doctorish. He is now. a little doctorish, man. Right. And I, he knows I liked the ins it. And outs of time Absolutely, travel. absolutely. So yeah, I mean, it's going to take some getting used to. I'm definitely not opposed to continuing to watch it. Uh, I, I, I gotta double check. See, now I'm with a cable company that's locally based out of Metamora. Right. So, I don't believe I've got the CW. I actually had- Do you have Hulu? Uh, no I don't, but I was actually able to watch this first episode for free off of iTunes. Okay. Uh, and so I watched that on my Apple TV, and if for some reason, uh, I can't get it, I'm either gonna figure out how to, like, go ahead and do the free version of Hulu. Yeah. Or, I'll go ahead and just buy the season off the of The free iTunes. version of Hulu, I think it'll give you, like, the last five episodes of the season. Okay. So, like, as long as you watch it week to week, you should be okay. Honest, I mean, honestly, I mean, this is enough to where I would put the money into it week to week to go ahead and buy it, even yeah. though I get it a day later than everybody right. else. Right. It, it it's still worth. I watched it on Hulu. I watched it on Hulu because gotcha. I because on Hulu, um, I I think the the video quality comes in better. Okay. So I think the HD just is better than like what I would watch on my Comcast. Sure. Yeah. See, I, and I've noticed shit like that before. Yeah. Which is part of the reason why I went ahead and got it off of my uh, I, uh, Apple TV because they stream shit at, at 1080p. Right. So it was crisp and clear. And, and one thing I want to note is I don't know if a lot of people noticed it. The design of the ship is badass. Like in between the two front stalks of the ship, you got this circular fucking matrix looking thing that like rotates. I don't know why I think that's cool looking, but I thought it was cool as hell. Yeah, I, I love I love the entire episode. It's it's got time travel and superheroes, man. I'm down. 
I'll keep watching it for sure. I uh, hope so because Jake Jake watched probably the pilot and he's done. I guarantee you. He's not the biggest DC fan, man. Well, and he's not like he doesn't watch these CW shows. Uh, yeah. And Jay doesn't watch them either. It's like I have really? n- nobody to talk to about Flash or yeah. It's like I mean, at the very least, I'll keep watching this. I, I can't promise you that I'm going to jump into the Flash and shit, but this right. is how I would do it because to see how cool they're doing this. And I saw, I took a look at IMDb to you see. You should like, watch Flash. It's great. I know you've mentioned that before, it's and I even, I even own the fucking first season on right. iTunes, and I haven't right. even watched the damn episode, yeah. but. Um, uh, I took a look ahead at IMDb to see who all's doing crossovers here this season. Right. I know Grant Gustin is going to be in an episode or two. Yep. Uh, so, I mean, this is going to be a good, like, litmus test. Like, even if I don't get into every single CW show, it'll give me a taste for who does what. Like, yeah. I have, I swear, I have not even seen any of Grant Gustin as The Flash. Oh, man, but it's such with, a shame. With this, if he, you know, if I like what I see, I could go back and go ahead and watch it. I already own the first season. Yeah. And the second season is accessible enough. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm, I mean, I mean, I'm down with checking it out. I just, I, I just couldn't Tupperware it because it was overwhelming for me. And that doesn't say anything about the show. Yeah. More or less, it says more about my experience with the, the universe at yeah. this point as far as CWDC goes. It's true. Goes. Flash came back for its mid, mid-season return. And, uh, I'm, again, I'm going to Tupperware this episode. I loved the, uh, return of the Flash. It was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, we got introduced to a new character that they were trying to use to fight Zoom. This character, his name, he's been called the Turtle. Okay. Of course, Cisco named him because Cisco names every fucking villain. Real quick question. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And, and I meant to ask you this uh, while we were having the discussion about Legends of Tomorrow. When the Black Canary is telling the chick who's the White Canary about the suit, yeah, she said my my friend Cisco designed this. Same Cisco, I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thanks. So, uh, yeah, Cisco uh, d- uh, gives this uh, villain a name of the turtle who has the ability to stop kinetic energy around him and slow everyone to a standstill. So they were wanting to use this guy, Turtle, to slow down the villain, Zoom, who's been causing all the trouble this season. He's been the main villain this season, Zoom, from uh, Earth 2. Um, I absolutely loved this episode and we got a little bit more of um wally west in this episode um and uh i don't know i i cannot wait to see where the season goes at the end spoilers we did we did see the uh the original um dr thon um from the first season who we thought was killed so it looks like dr thon is in this one if I had to guess, um, this Thawne is the Thawne that I think is going to help the Flash. Okay. So I know this means nothing yeah. to you at all. I'm trying to be invested, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, there were two versions of Zoom. One in the comic that wanted to kill the Flash, and then there was one that wanted to help him. Okay. So um, I think that this Thawne is going to try to help the Flash. But I Tupperware it. I thought it was absolutely phenomenal. I love the episode, and it'd be nice if... Uh, and. The Harrison Wells from Earth 2 actually, like, extracted, like, a DNA sample or a blood sample from Turtle once they finally captured him. Mm-hmm. So he's going to try to figure out how to use that power to probably slow down Zoom. Or maybe he will use it against the Flash 
and help Zoom so he can get his daughter who's been kidnapped by Zoom on Earth 2. It's complicated. you got to watch this shit. Otherwise, you don't know what the fuck I'm saying. Right. So, yeah, yeah, interesting. Let's talk about Suicide Squad. Okay. Let's move into Suicide Squad. Uh, Suicide Squad trailer number two dropped. Frank, we saw Suicide Squad trailer number two. What did you think? Okay, so the thing about it that really torques me off and takes me out of it is we know that Margot Robbie can have an awesome New York accent. I do not know why her iteration of Harley in this movie does not have the iconic accent with which the character is known for. In any of the cartoons and video games that I've played in which Harley Quinn is present, she has that, you know, like, real, real, real sharp, like, Brooklyn accent. And we know she can do it, but it's not present in any way, shape, or form. That's your main gripe with the trailer? Honestly, yeah. I mean, What's your rating? Toss it. You're tossing the trailer over her fucking accent? I didn't say I'm tossing it over just that. Okay, then what else? I, I'm confused by it. But any of the other images we've seen, it's supposed to be dark. Like, moderately dark, anyway? You've got a, you've got a fucking movie that, that, that the main, two of the main headliners in it are the Joker and Harley Quinn, and you don't think that it's, that it's gonna be fucking jokey and shit? I'm so confused, though. You've got Harley Quinn and you've got Joker. Right. You don't yeah. think there's going to be any fucking jokes in it? That they can't be dark and still joke around? Yeah, but you can't tell me that this this trailer is, like, cohesive. I mean... You're it, fucking crazy. It this is put everything together. It's a Tupperware. This really? fucking trailer was fucking amazing oh, from, no. from the beginning to the end. The only problem I had with it was Will Smith is dead shot. That's it. Really? Fucking Harley Quinn was amazing. Margot Robbie was phenomenal. She is awesome. She's fucking nuts when she's talking to herself out loud, talking about how she's wanting to kill them. That was fucking great. The dialogue Dude, is great. Dude, this fucking trailer was absolutely fucking phenomenal. I don't give a shit what you say right now. That's fine, You're man. fucking crazy. I could be fucking crazy. That, I, yeah, I think yeah, I yeah. It's, it's dark. There's going to be death. There's going to be people killing each other. This is a fun villain movie. This is fun. These are villains fucking being crazy and having fun and killing people. And fuck it. Dude, this movie just looks awesome. I'm this movie confused. looks amazing. I'm just confused myself. I mean, I'm not saying that the movie itself is I'm confused bad. at your fucking rating. I can't hear her talk. I mean, the dialogue is great. The writing is great. I like how she is like, oh, that's not what they said. The voices and all that. Yeah, she's silly and that's good. But I can't fathom. I mean, yeah, I'm sorry, but the fucking accent means that much to me for the character. You're nuts. I, I'm nuts. very, very likely nuts. She was phenomenal. Oh, oh my God. She was I so can't. good. She was, she was the best part of the fucking trailer. <sighs> best part of the fucking trailer. She was so damn good. But it's so good. This trailer, this trailer the, the music, everything. When, when it started with Bohemian Rhapsody and everything, dude, I was fucking in. People, people fucking love that first Guardians of the Galaxy. Ga- ooga, chaka, ooga, ooga. They love the soundtrack, dude. Right, this but, fucking works so well. But, that fucking song works so fucking well in this trailer. But, oh, my God. I I have not, I have, no, in my car, all fucking, ever since I, that's all I've been listening to is fucking Queen. Number one, Freddie Mercury is my favorite singer of all time. Yeah, I'm not going to argue that. Freddie Mercury, it was fucking amazing. I am that, just confused. Like, okay, so, like, to, uh, as an example, I mean. Yeah, your like, biggest beef Michael. with this is fucking Margot Robbie? I, but I didn't You're say fucking that's my only crazy. Beef. I didn't see that's my only beef. And say it's my only beef. Like, okay, so the Joker, like everything that we've seen that they've promoted as far as the Joker goes. It looked like, like okay, shit, so. right? He's, no, they said that, like, the impression that I've been given 
of what this Joker's supposed to be. It's fucking nuts, dark, and insane. And they got. And him I see fucking him fucking laughing maniacally, and he's holding the machine gun and shooting and laughing. Yeah, dude, he looks fucking crazy. To the beat of Bohemian Rhapsody, and he's fucking swimming in a sea of cash. Dude, I'm confused. And he jumps into a fucking pool. And he's rising out of the fucking pool, and we're seeing the origin of Harley Quinn. We're going to get a flashback scene. We're going to see the – he's jumping into a vat of the chemicals from Axis Chemicals. Uh-huh. We're seeing him jump into a fucking vat. He's fucking nuts. This is pre-fucking Tattoo Joker, too, that we see in the trailer. So there's a flashback. Uh-huh. We see – we see. we're going to get to see the origin of Harley Quinn – we're going to get to see her become Harley Quinn. She's in the chemicals, too. We see them rising out of the chemicals. We see, like, a red and a blue kind of, like, uh, liquid uh, coming off of them in the chemicals. So we know we're getting – we're getting, we're going to see the birth of Harley Quinn, dude. Dude, this fucking – this trailer was so fucking good. It was so fucking good. I, DC's entire marketing strategy is confounding to me at the moment because it's, like, one minute – we're being given an image of darkness and like this is the way it's going to be. And then the next, you get the flip. No, 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 no. Okay, hold on, hold on. There's a difference between silly, silly. No, there's a difference between silly, goofy, and silly, dark. Silly, goofy is Jar Jar Binks. Silly, dark is what I saw in this fucking trailer. See, I don't know. I saw no, 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 no. I saw, I saw. Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn having like split personalities. Like she's a fucking schizophrenic dude. We, she's fucking crazy. I saw funny crazy. That's what I saw from her. I didn't see silly Jar Jar Bink. (laughs) I didn't see that fucking shit. Dude, I saw silly fucking dark. And that's what I get from Joker. This is still dark. And yes, it's still funny. What I didn't want to see was like the Will Smith jokey bullshit. Okay, yeah, that's that, not that was complete garbage. That's not what I need. I, I, I we'll what, save what, the world. Yeah, like what are you saying with some kind of Suicide Squad? There's yeah, a little dumb. bit of a joke about like her being a crazy cheerleader right. or something like that. I don't know. That's what. That's like the least of my. That's but but I still got a Tupperware even with that shit, dude. See, okay, like okay, accent aside, like the whole her breaking the window and stealing something thing. I'm I, honestly myself. I'm not feeling. It. She uh, fucking rolls her eyes and says, "We're bad guys. It's what we do." It just feels so forced to me. You're nuts. This I'm fucking, sorry, This man. trailer was so fucking awesome. And I, and I'm not saying that the movie's gonna be shit because of it. I'm just saying I'm confused. We've got fucking I'm confused and off balance. We've got fucking we've got fucking katana in this thing. And do, and dude, anytime she fucking she kills somebody with that sword, uh-huh. it sucks their soul into it, man. We've got fucking enchantress, dude. She's fucking she's like split personalities and shit, dude. Enchantress is badass. We got fucking uh, Diablo, dude. We saw him with the fire in his hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the part where they're trying to assemble them, and like they've they, they've got them, like they've got so much, they've got like so many police force or military surrounding them, trying to get these guys together. They're scared of these this, the, of this team. This team is just so off the hinges and crazy. It's such a crazy idea. And I loved uh, Viola Davis in this trailer saying, uh, talking about uh, maybe that was in the original trailer. How about? I think it was duplicated. But but it, man, just this this team just looks so crazy. I mean, we saw that the flamethrower scenes. We saw Killer Croc doing push-ups in the cell. We saw 
dude, this this trailer was amazing. I would toss it. You're fucking <laughs> you fucking crazy. To give this is the Suicide Squad. It, this was a great trailer, and I understand like people say, Brian, oh, you didn't want the jokes in the DC universe, like Man of Steel was. Dude, this is fucking. It's a movie that's got Joker and Harley Quinn in it. For God's sake, to give the whole thing some context. I mean, before somebody tries to say like, "Oh, he's a DC hater," no. I mean, I love Man of Steel. I've got my issues with Batman v Superman. I mean, it's not a DC versus Marvel thing. For me, it's not a. I'm just so fucking confused from the trailer because I don't know what to expect at this point. What we've seen before and what we're seeing now, and some stuff seems so heavy handed. Like the scene with her saying, we're bad guys, it's what we do. And them laying out the whole thing, well, he eats people and he burns people and this and that. She's fucking crazy, Frank. I get She's that. fucking crazy. The first scene we get of her in this trailer, she's fucking sitting on her fucking cell bed and she's drinking like this little thing of tea, tea and, and, reading, and, reading, and, reading, a, and reading a romance novel. I get you. She's fucking out of her mind. This trailer was fucking amazing. I wish I could love it as much as you do. Because, I mean, I got I got higher hopes for Suicide Squad in general as opposed to Batman v Superman. I'm not saying I have bad feelings about the movie You just itself. tossed it! The you, trailer! You fucking tossed the trailer! The, I tossed the trailer, but that doesn't mean that I have piss-poor thoughts about the entire movie because of the trailer. I'm confused. The trailer confused me, and that's why I'm tossing it, because I don't know what to expect What's so movie. confusing? You have a bunch of... This is the bad news bears of villains. They're getting a bunch of villains that should not be working together they're forcing them to work together right and it's going to be a clusterfuck of craziness and amazing and I, I can understand the concept and i'm hoping that it and comes jeff off johns also that confirmed that joker is not a part of the team which was fantastic so news. much in the trailer how much is he a part of the movie that's the other thing I was confused about. He's part about. of the flashbacks and the origins, and hopefully... But that's what I'm confused about. I don't Who know cares? He was great! He yeah. was great in this trailer! The laugh was spot on. I agree part, with that. The I part where that. he's fucking... He's holding the machine gun, and he's fucking laughing maniacally was fucking awesome. He looked so that, good. The thing that put me off was that they put the machine gun beat to Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm like, okay... I don't uh, know why. It just rubbed me the wrong I loved, way. I love the fucking Bohemian and, Rhapsody soundtrack playing in the background. The spike dildo in the asshole is the whole Margot Robbie not having the Brooklyn accent. Ah, uh, fuck off. She was amazing. <laughs> sorry, she was man. so fucking good. I want the, I mean, I'm, I mean, Best I'm, part of the trailer, Margot fucking sure Robbie. Make sure everybody knows that I'm not like pre-tossing the film. This is not like any Gal Gadot fucking hate for Batman v Superman. Best part I'm of the movie. I'm confused by the trailer. I, I'm. It's entirely possible I could Tupperware the movie when it comes out, but by this trailer, with everything we've seen thus far, I'm confused. I'm confused by the trailer. I'm confused. I'm very confused. I'm confused at your rating. <laughs> I'm, Sorry, I, this, 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 this trailer was absolutely phenomenal. I had to stare at it. I, I did watch it three times. I mean, I mean, I gave it due diligence, and I just, I'm like, I can't eke any super excitement out. There's too many things to take me out of it. There's too many things to take me out of it. What? I, what? Her accent? That's, that's it? That's one thing. Okay. That was the thing that kind of caught me off guard the first time. And then the second is the fact that, you know, breaking the glass. We're bad guys. That's what we do. That looked like some kind of, like, fucking thing you'd see somebody say in at, like, a uh, fucking local town theater fucking thing. The delivery was just awful in that. I'm sorry, man. Dude, I'm sorry, but the scene where she says... 
What was that? I should kill everyone and escape? Sorry, the voice is hot. I'm kidding. And that was all right. That's not what they really said. Dude, that's Harley Quinn. And that was okay. I'm not bitching about that bit at all. That bit was fine. God. But you can't tell me that that wouldn't have been so much more fucking phenomenal if she would have threw that fucking same Brooklyn accent oh, that she off. had in there I don't from Wolf of Wall Street. I don't give a shit. Come on, no way. She was fantastic. No way. She, was, she was fantastic, man. I, I'm, I'm reserving anything as far as the movie goes because I got higher hopes for that than I do Batman v Superman. But I, for a trailer, toss this trailer. No. Toss the trailer. I, I Tupperware the trailer. The, the soundtrack <laughs> was phenomenal. The action in the trailer trailer was phenomenal uh the band of misfits the villains getting together is phenomenal boomerang drinking a beer off on his own was pretty fucking cool just seeing i don't know man everything about this trailer absolutely loved i loved it and i've just been able to i've just been listening to bohemian rhapsody like nonstop. (laughs) i love it i'm glad you like it i hope the movie is i'm sure i'm sure i'm sure jake will toss it as well and i'm sure i'm not in anybody's camp on this dude i'm just saying (laughs) anybody's camp (laughs) i'm saying i i loved it i absolutely loved it I mean, Harley's one of my favorite characters. And, yeah, I mean, I'm going to tell you, the biggest beef is the fact that she doesn't have that accent. And I don't know why that bothers me so fucking bad, but it does. I can't play, I don't know how many Batman video games, and hear her in it and watch the fucking Batman cartoon from the 90s and hear her Mm -hmm. accent and not have it be here. Why is it not there? Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Fuck that! Margot Robbie was the best part of the trailer. She was absolutely amazing, man. She was so good. She was so good. She's she she looks like Harley, and she fucking acts like Harley. And I she don't, just doesn't sound like Harley. I, I don't give a shit. <laughs> she was she was so damn good. I love her spin on Harley Quinn. She's so good. I hope the movie. And I had so many problems with Heath Ledger, uh, not Heath Ledger Joker, but uh, Jared Leto aesthetically, what he looked mm-hmm. like as Joker. Yeah. But the way he sounded and the way he looked in this trailer, I did not mind anymore. I dig the laugh. I dig the laugh. I really do. I mean, that's like fucking craziness in a bottle. All right. I dig the laugh. All right. Since you shit all over Suicide Squad, let's move on to something. Else. <laughs> let's move on to something else. You'll probably shit on uh, Gal Gadot. <laughs> Gal Gadot is Wonder Woman. Um, Jeff Johns uh, in the DC special started talking about um, Wonder Woman uh, with Kevin Smith, and Jeff Johns said that she has Greek roots and was sculpted on Themyscira, uh, and uh, that uh, the Amazonians abandoned the world of man. Uh, what I loved about those statements were that the fact it sounds like, it really sounds like they're going with the with the Greek origin, but they're also going to say that she was sculpted. So she's not like the daughter of Zeus. Right. It sounds like, it sounds like Hippolyta actually sculpted her with clay she was struck by lightning and that's what made wonder woman wonder woman right. so i think they're going with the original origin that'd be cool um let's uh shit on it just shit on it i'm just actually it. not gonna shit on it i'm not gonna tupperware it but i'm gonna taste it the action scenes that i saw she looked like she did just fine in uh she had the appropriate amount of motion on her face and that actually you know made me feel a little bit better about possibly her role in batman v superman the biggest bitch i've ever had about her being in the position is was her fucking wig her fucking hair she just didn't look the part but yeah. i've had however long now a year two right. years to right. a year and a half to get used to it yeah and she did not look 
as awkward and out of place kicking ass as what I assumed she would. Right. I mean, and with it being just little bits here and there, not a fully formed trailer, I, I myself, I don't feel that I could ever Tupperware something that's just in piecemeal. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm definitely going to taste it and or freeze it. I mean, depending on your look. I don't hate it. I like what I saw so far. And if, if I, I like what I heard. I like what I heard and I like what I saw. I saw Wonder Woman on horseback. I see a period yeah. piece. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Um, I loved what I heard from Jeff Johns that the, I loved it. It sounded like if you've seen the Wonder Woman animated film, it mm-hmm. sounded like they're taking a lot from that movie and okay. putting it in, into this. And I Tupperware those decisions that they've made. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> but no, I, uh, dude, I, I really, I, I enjoyed this quite a bit. I'm going to give it a high taste it. It looked to me like they seemed like they employed either a little bit of, uh, bullet time or slow-mo to some of the fight scenes mm-hmm. but given what my understanding is of her abilities she thinks so fast that sometimes you're gonna have to break shit down like that yeah and you know she's so quick and so strong that that's a cool way to portray her abilities and i mean the little bits that we saw in this i mean it didn't take me out of it it didn't if anything gave me hope because I, I've not been a big fan of that casting, and this actually looked really good. It did. It, it did. did. It did. It looked really good. I, I'm going to give it a high taste. It man, everything that 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 they sh- that that Jeff Johns talked about really brought me back to the animated Wonder Woman movie. Everything that I loved about that movie, and it seems like that's the kind of route that they're going with this. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I love that. I love that. I hope that Steve Trevor is a pilot. I hope that he crash lands on fucking Femascara. I hope that uh, they alter his jet to become invisible. Right. That's and our best bet is to keep it. Like keep that. it like yeah. the Wonder Woman animated movie. Because that's what everybody really wants to see. That movie was phenomenal. That story was phenomenal. And I think it would work very well in this film. I think... Because most people probably haven't seen the animated movie, and I think a lot of elements from that movie will work in live action, and I think that's the way they've got to do it. I love seeing her on that horseback. I thought that that was so cool with the sword. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I loved it, man. And she was my favorite part of the Batman v Superman trailer is when they showed her. Everything else other than that, I thought, in that trailer sucked. I liked how they were making use of her actually using the shield as an offensive weapon. Right. That was cool, too. It was awesome. So, yeah. I just want to make sure she's using that golden lasso. Yeah, that would be cool. They need to definitely incorporate that. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, Let's see here. We're going to move on to just a little bit of uh, Star Wars news, and we're going to wrap up this show because, (laughs) yeah, it's uh, (laughs) – Their ears are bleeding at this point. (laughs) Yeah. This is like I'm gonna call this show Old Yeller. It just needs to be put down. It needs to be put down, right? I mean, really. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to Star Wars news. You got what am I saying? You're supposed to be here with me, listening to Pop Culture Leftovers podcast. That's not true. Impossible. First thing I want to talk about is your Star Wars emails. I swear, I swear we will read them next week. I just think it'll be better if we have like everybody here. I think Jake and Jay, I want to hear what they have to say about your Star Wars emails. I think it'll be a better discussion than with fucking Frank. So. Right, no shit. I'm fucking... <laughs> but I, I do. There's, there's some of the things that I think that I want those guys to hear that we need to talk about. But we will talk about Star Wars news. 
Star Wars Episode Eight. Mm-hmm. It's been delayed. Yeah. Until December fifteenth, two thousand seventeen. We thought we were going to get it uh, again, uh, starting back in the May mm-hmm. season, right. summer back in summer. No, they're pushing it back. I think it has to do with the fact of how well Force Awakens performed in December. The time slot. Nothing is in the theaters at that time. What do you got to compete with? Sisters and fucking Point Break. <laughs> right. So why not, you know, give them a little bit more time and then also take advantage of, you know, instead of fucking competing against the other summer movies, mm-hmm. we've already got Civil War coming out then, too. There's a lot. Of not shit. Civil War, but another Marvel movie, I'm sure. Like, probably Guardians of the Galaxy, I think, 2017 was coming uh, out in May or something. Isn't that actually, uh, fuck, um, Oh god damn it! Um, the the big compilation Avengers film, Infinity Wars. Yeah, is that Infinity Wars? I don't know if it's Infinity Wars or not. I can't remember. Twenty seventeen. I thought I Guardians. Was. I thought Guardians got the the May slot. But okay. I could be wrong. I don't know. Fuck it. Even I mean, even even they don't need the money in the summer. They're going to push right, it to the exactly. end of the year, I mean, and they like that slot. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. I don't think that there's any production reason for it. I think they got their ducks so far up in a row that yeah. it's not. That's not. It would have been amazing doing. though watching Rogue One. And then six months oh later, six months later, we fucking get right. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, shit. Aside from us, like Uber geeks, who's going to be able to afford to go see the same movie six times in a theater? Especially then. I mean, you're yeah. going to have a lot of other things in the theater then too. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah, it's been delayed. Uh, do you remember the talk about the Star Wars Netflix TV series that were coming out? A little bit. We we're supposed to possibly get two of them, but don't hold your breath. Collider.com had more info on that. They said there's been a lot of talk about a Star Wars live-action TV series over the years, but now that Star Wars The Force Awakens has energized the Disney-owned franchise in a big way, the absence of said series remains a head-scratcher. The series, once titled Star Wars Underworld, was announced back in 2005 with George Lucas himself developing the gritty and ambitious hour-long drama. It experienced a number of delays thanks to the hefty amounts of digital animation it would have required, a budgetary expense that Lucas and his producer Rick McCallum neither had the finances nor the technology to handle. Disney certainly has both in spades. They just lack the interest in making a project, making the project a priority. Uh, as a TV, as TV line summarizes, Star Wars Underworld and its 53rd draft script by writers such as Ron Moore and now firmly the property of Disney, but their focus was understandably on kicking off the new series of films. One would think that now that the films seem to be on a very solid foundation with what Star Wars The Force Awakens box office record smashing performance, Disney might be inclined to bring the force to ABC in live action, but apparently that's not the case. Uh, Network President Paul Lee confirmed as such when he said, they are focused on their movies, so we don't have any plans at the moment. That's not to say that Star Wars doesn't have any presence on television, just not in the live action format. And of course, they're talking about Rebels. Mm -hmm. A Lucasfilm rep supported that stance, they said, our current focus for TV is on animation. So, doesn't look like we're going to get any Star Wars TV series. How does that make you feel? Are you looking forward to like a Star Wars Netflix TV series? I don't feel like I needed one. Keep the live action stuff for film. And uh, I'm in the midst of getting caught up with Rebels. Very recently got Disney XD, so I've got the uh, new half of this season recording. Mm-hmm. 
and from everything I've seen, that l- let all the backstory stuff and anything week to week come to that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not disappointed about not having a live action TV series because we've got so many different movies coming out. Go ahead and let every little different medium have its day. Yeah. I, I'm not upset about that at all. I think what they're what they do, I think what they're doing here is like a lot of the stories that we're going to come up in Star Wars Underworld is stuff that they're going to introduce into the anthology films. Very likely. And I think that that's what they're trying to avoid is because like they think it'd be better for the movie. I think Star Wars Underworld, a lot of the scripts and drafts that were written by Lucas were stuff like, you know, the Han stuff where he first meets like Lando or yeah. like where he first meets Han- Lando and gets like the Millennium Falcon. Mm-hmm. And I think that's stuff that we're going to see in the films. So I think that they're wanting to let the anthology films come out first and then whatever's left over, maybe they'll use that in the future for a Netflix series. But right. I can't see them not doing a Netflix series because Marvel still has the cinematic universe, but yet Marvel's still doing like, you know, lesser tier characters as far as like Daredevil and Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and doing Defenders mm-hmm. still in Netflix. So maybe like once they figure out like what stories they're gonna pick and choose from from Star Wars to bring into anthology films, maybe once that's all said and done with, then maybe you'll get like a Boba Fett series. Or maybe not a Boba Fett series, but maybe you'll get like a Bounty Hunter series. That'd be cool. Or, yeah, or Knights of the Old Republic series. Something like that. Yeah. But I think they're going to kind of like right now focus on the main films Mm -hmm. and take what they want to from the Star Wars universe, use it in the films first, and then whatever's left over, then it might get into it might go into a Netflix series. Right. There's so much content and gaps that they can fill right now. Yeah. I mean, especially with the draw that they're getting at the box office. I don't see any reason for them not to load these movies down with as much content as possible. And you can't tell me that, you know, people aren't gonna watch a Netflix series down the down the road. And we still got rebels. Exactly. I mean and if you haven't even seen the preview for this half of the season, it was enough to make me spend the extra money to make sure I got Disney XD. Yeah. I mean, yeah. just even based on... We're getting on a, Darth Maul back. I know. And there's so much Vader shit, and there's a lot of tie-ins to Episode yeah. 7 from what I've seen. Uh, they did come back. We did get our first Rebels episode of the season, of, of, from it. the mid-season. I saw it. <gasps> it's It wasn't that great. Oh, really? Yeah. It, it, uh, they introduced Princess Leia. Did they touch on that green tri-saber at all? No, not oh, yet. Oh, they're going, I gotta make sure I get No, I think like the point. heavy shit is gonna start hitting in the last like four to last three episodes. Okay. I don't think we're gonna get into like that major heavy shit until like the end of the season. Mm-hmm. This last episode was okay, but it was not great. Sure. I, 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 um, I don't have access to like archived shit, so I went ahead and bought the first season on iTunes. Right. And I've been trying to watch like an episode a night mm-hmm. on my iPad so I can get caught up. And I did set up a series recording on my DVR, so I actually have the first half of the season already loaded up and ready to go. Right. So as soon as I get into it, I can fucking smash it all out. And hopefully by the time, next time I'm on the show, I can talk it out with you. Mm-hmm. So that'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, fucking Rebels is just, it's been great. I mean, and, I, and I'm not saying like this last episode was a toss it it was still a taste it but like overall rebels has been a tupperware for me i love it i absolutely love that series um i don't know man but uh i'm a little upset that we're not going to get a star wars netflix series i think honestly too much of any one good thing can dilute the overall because we've got so much star wars coming up compared to what we've, we've got had over the however many years it's not hurting marvel yet 
I mean, yeah. Well, you say yeah, not. but Age of Ultron kind of sucked. <laughs> okay, okay. The, sucked. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I talk about how much I hate Age of Ultron. Yeah, you Tupperware it, so shut the fuck up. You have no right. <laughs> no, you have no right to fucking say anything about Age of Ultron. I, I did. You Tupperware it. Yeah, because but you're, you're, I could change my opinion later on down the road after watching it. Again. I know. I know. Okay, fair enough. Okay. Right. I you mean, can, I don't toss it like you did. Okay, but it's still not like the the. It's kind of, I think that movie for me served to be like the wake up call. Like everything's okay. not all happy hunky dory. Okay. And then I saw Ant Man afterward and I'm like, this kinda sucks. All I'm saying though is like I can toss Avengers Age of Ultron as much as I want to. Mm-hmm. Disney wanted it to outperform the Avengers, the first film. Yeah. It did not. But you know what? It made one point four billion. Right. Yeah, it's not anything. It made one point four billion. Mm-hmm. It's still one of the top ten box office movies of all time. Mm-hmm. So I mean it's still up there. But it didn't perform as well as the Avengers, which right. Marvel took that as a fucking disappointment in the box office because they thought like, okay, you've spent this much time with us. We've got more people watching these movies now than ever before. Avengers Age of Ultron should have more repeat viewings and it should outperform Avengers. It did not. It right. did not. It still did $1.4 billion, which is like nothing to – you know, I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I guess like from a from a storytelling point of view, it is kind of starting to suffer a little bit from oversaturation. I'd rather How? make sure. How? How is it suffering? Because they're sticking to the same formula and it's not changing. But I'm not by the box office. Right. People are, people, are, people are still fucking right. But I'm Ant Man. Ant Man did over six hundred million. Right. But I'm, you're you're talking financially. I'm talking aesthetically. Like my opinion of it. You know, any, you Tupperware it. I did not Tupperware Ant Man. Oh, okay. What did, did you give Ant Man? You that were was not. a low tasted. Were you on the Ant Man episode? I was not. Oh, okay. I was not. But Ant Man was a low tasted. Okay. It was not anywhere near engaging. And like I said, it, uh, Age of Ultron served as a wake up call. But and honestly, I mean, when we went into that episode, but, but that's that's your opinion. I'm right. saying, I'm saying, like, I'm saying, I, I don't think there, like, right now, I don't think there is an oversaturation because people are still spending money and people are still going to see Marvel movies. Right. But the bad thing is, is that and Marvel still up- does Netflix. Netflix TV shows. Right, but things don't end up blowing up in your face until they blow up in your face. It's just, I mean, the way that I relate it to is like the video game industry in the early 80s. You don't end up having a problem Mm -hmm. until there's a problem, and there's so much oversaturation that nobody gives a fuck anymore. I don't see the problem yet, though. Not yet. Not yet. And I don't want Star Wars to get to that point. Right now, it's not. And we've got Rebels, which is good. And which uh, would, you mean, have all these which other... would mean now is a great time for them to do a Netflix series. Maybe, maybe not, because not only do you have the main series films, episode seven, eight, and nine coming up, but you have the anthology films, which I want those to be good as well. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to dilute the whole property by also giving us a live action TV show too. If it were guaranteed good, I'd say absolutely go for it. But what about what about a live okay, thing. so we saw Laura Santeca, a character in Star Wars The Force Awakens that we really don't know much about. Mm-hmm. But what if they did like a Laura Santeca TV show and they showed about how Laura Santeca was like this major ally of like the the resistance or the rebellion for all these years and like if it's well written and well done, sure. And but if it's on Netflix it, and if it's by Disney, they typically right. hire some good talent behind it. And if they got like 
the Filoni behind it, mm-hmm. I think that it, or Simon Kinberg or something like that, I think that you'd have a pretty good series. Right. And that, that is where we start to delve into like, I gotta get And it's my a Netflix thing. Series. It's a Netflix thing. It's right. like, okay, they could give us like one season of a series and boom, Netflix just dumps the series on us. So it's like, okay, we've got 10 to 13 episodes of this show. Right. Boom! We, you can watch them. You can binge watch them, and then and then you can watch that like in the interim, in between, like the six months to a year between a film, they can fucking give us that. Like, okay, we're not gonna get Rogue. We're gonna get Rogue One in December, mm-hmm. and then the year after that, we're gonna have to wait a year before we get Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Not Star Wars Episode Eight. So in between that time, they can just drop in the summer, fucking like April or May. They can just drop. Boom! Here's your Netflix series, fucking Lor Santeca. Bam! We get fucking 13 episodes to fucking watch something and have something Star Wars. And I guess there, too, you also are looking at a completely different medium and delivery service, too, like as opposed to Rebels, which is A, a cartoon, Mm -hmm. and B, episodic, where you get like one a week or whatever. Right. And Netflix does deliver it in a different way. Yeah. And there are people who would watch that that wouldn't watch Rebels. And that would be cool. I'm, I, the only thing that I worry about, and I just keep my fingers. I'm just crossed, saying, like they can use it for much. stories that we would never see in the cinematic universe, right. because I don't think that Marvel wants to make another cinematic Daredevil movie. As much as people probably right. love Charlie Cox, I don't think we're ever going to see a Charlie Cox cinematic Daredevil film. Agreed. I don't agree, and I not necessarily. I wouldn't necessarily want to see one. I'd but, rather but, see it in the form that it's at now. And I think the anthology films are probably like dedicated to characters like you know maybe Obi Wan. Kenobi later on, mm-hmm. definitely Han Solo. Right. Probably, you know, people have rumored Yoda. I don't want to see it, but maybe like a Boba Fett fucking movie. But like, I think for something like this, you could give us like one of like Laura Santeca's origin story in a Marvel, in Marvel, uh, in a uh, Star Wars Netflix series. Right. And what it is is it's always like, in my mind, like a crapshoot. Everything's hunky dory and awesome until people don't accept it. And as long as it's well written and well done, great. Oh, sorry. It's great. I'm well, I'm all for it. Right. But at the point at which it hits oversaturation, if something ends up being half assed put together and doesn't do well, then you have a company, when it comes down to the bottom line, mm-hmm. Trying to scramble and figure out, okay, what do we need to do? And then when they become reactionary, instead of being the leading force of saying, hey, this is what we got and you're going to love it and everybody loves it. Right. When it becomes reactionary and they try to make it into something that they want everybody to love based on popular opinion mm-hmm. because it comes down to dollars and cents, that's when it starts to suck. And that, I think, is the problem like you described with Age of Ultron. It came down to money. They wanted people to go see it more. They wanted mm-hmm. it to make more money, and they loaded it with jokes. And I honestly, yes, I Tupperware the thing. I didn't see it until you kind of pulled the veil off for me mm-hmm. and showed me. I'm like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. And then since then, it's like I get the idea. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, it is formulaic. It's not a problem until it's a problem. And right. because it's Star Wars – okay. I hope I just I, as long as it's good and awesome, I love it. I'd eat it all up. But if it becomes to the point where it's like, okay, we're going to try to milk this for all the money it's worth, when something comes out and it's terrible, mm-hmm. that's when people are going to be like, okay, fuck this shit. And then then it becomes reactionary, and then all the stories just turn into drivel. Yeah. And it, I, I, there's a lot of things that that's happened to in the past, and I'd hope to think that the juggernaut that Disney is, yeah, they would know better. I'm not but trying they to say own I'm not so much. Yeah, and I'm they not pump out so much. I'm not trying to say like more is better. Right. That's like I would rather have quality over quantity. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I here, think here. I think we're on the same page. Yeah, I think you're saying like Brian, like dude, I'll I'll be all for a Netflix series if it's quality. But if you're just wanting to pump out quantity, just fucking for a cash grab, then this is such a horrible analogy. But but it's like getting laid. It doesn't matter how much you get laid. Mm-hmm. It's like the quality of the whatever that you get. You right. Know? Right. You don't you don't want to just fuck anything. Right. You want good quality shit, not no, something that you're if gonna my come to- out with afterward and be like, fuck, yeah. I wish I hadn't have done that. Yeah. If my toes are curling at the end, <laughs> yeah, it's a great outcome. Right. And honestly, I think the reason why I'm scared is because of Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, really, Star Wars stuff, we haven't had, like, you know, all this shit ever before. We had the original trilogy and then nothing except for the EU yeah. up until we got the prequels. And then your opinion on the prequels, my opinion on the prequels or whatnot, whatever. Uh, from there on, then we had um, the uh, Clone Wars. Yeah. And yeah. now it's like, oh my god! Now we got these movies and these mm-hmm. anthology films sure. and rebels. It's like at some point I'm scared. I'm like, okay, how much is too much to where it ends up being more about dollars and cents than about good storytelling? Right. Because people buy it and people eat it up. But at what point does it just become shit and people are selling it because of Star Wars? I don't want to see it become that because it is Star Wars. Right. I'll be worried about the first movie that's like being made that doesn't have Lawrence Kasdan involved. Yeah. Um. You know, we've got some great directors coming up. We've got Ryan Johnson, mm-hmm. who I'm totally sold on. I love Which, Ryan Johnson. By the way, I don't know. I mean, I did not listen to an episode where you guys talked about that, but I thought it was a bullshit petition to try to get Lucas involved as opposed to Ryan Johnson. No, 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 no. Episode 9 is being directed by Colin Trevorrow. Okay. All right. Sorry about that. Uh, Colin Trevorrow was the director for uh, the uh, Duplass, Mark Duplass movie, um, Safety Not Guaranteed, mm-hmm. and he also directed uh, Jurassic World. But I mean, and, and it, I don't know if it's a popular opinion or not. Don't care. But I would. I don't want to see Lucas be back involved with it. Myself. I don't think we have to worry about it. Colin Trevorrow is so the director, either. so don't worry right. about it. Right. But I mean, I'm, I was just saying. But anyway. No, I mean, I think I think Lucas is a great storyteller. I just don't think he's a great director. Um, I'm not opposed to going back to Lucas and act, asking him for opinions and things like that. I'm not opposed to that at all. I think he's a fantastic storyteller. I just don't think he's a great director. I honestly, I mean, I hate to have to say it, some of his opinions as of late regarding like episode seven, the things he had said, granted he went back and retracted them. I, I thought it made it, and I understand. I don't why. think the guy knows how to make a tasteful joke. I, I don't. I think he thinks he's being funny, and then when it comes out, he sounds ridiculous. And you see that in episode one with the fart jokes and the Jar Jar Bing shit. <laughs> yeah. The guy thinks he knows what's funny, and it's not funny. Gotcha. I I just yeah. I, I it left a bad taste in my mouth. And I mean, yes, I am well aware that without George Lucas, we wouldn't have a Luke Skywalker. We wouldn't have a Darth Vader. Anything right. like that. Yeah. But, I mean, just because that happened then doesn't mean that he's the right person to be involved now. No, no, no. I I, I agree. I don't want him directing. But I would not be opposed to them just having him on as, like, consultant, consultant. status. Yeah, I, I would be okay with that. Don't give him any measure of, like, overarching no, control. I, I've always it. thought that he's a better storyteller than he is a director. Like, Empire Strikes Back, directed by Irvin Kirshner, is mm-hmm. my favorite film. It's because Same. he directed it, not... Lucas. Right. Lucas, I think, is a great storyteller. I, I, I think he is great as, as far as, like, uh, putting, giving us characters that are engaging, exciting, and, and creating a world, world building. He is phenomenal. But as far as, like, 
once you give us that and then directing those characters, when you give this guy too much power, yeah. it turns into a clusterfuck and you get the prequels, in my opinion. Everybody just needs to harken back to what they're good at. Right. And like you're saying, writing is his right. first. I feel like is not. in the prequels, he was surrounded with a bunch of yes men that let him do what he wanted to okay. do. And then what we got was what we got. And not everybody was happy. And I think if you have like a director in there to actually rein him in, somebody that's like, that can give us like, uh, that can do what JJ did, that can do what Irvin Kirshner did. Mm-hmm. I think then you've got, I think, I think Lucas would be better as a storyteller slash consultant. I don't doubt that. I, I agree yeah. with that. But definitely, no, I would, I would not want to see him come in and direct episode no, nine. No, no, no. No. I'd, I'd readily sign a, pin, a petition to keep him out of it. Guaranteed. And I mean, there's been stories like, you know, they talk all the time about like how Harrison Ford wasn't happy with him as a director. He would always look to George Lucas and be like, what do you want Han to do in this scenario? And he's just, he's not a director. He, he, he does, he never was able to tell like Harrison Ford, like, Oh, in this scene, I want you to respond or act this way. Right. He just like, let the actors do what they did. That's why we got such bland delivery from the characters in the prequels. Right. Because there was no real direction of how they should be acting in certain scenes. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, but yeah, uh, I'll I'll be honest with you though. Colin Trevorrow is probably my least favorite of their choices of directors that they chose. I loved Safety Not Guaranteed, and I loved Jurassic World, but he is the I think he's the most least experienced director that they signed on. I think you're correct. Absolutely correct in that. But I think Even by the time that by the time he gets the movie, you've already had JJ come in there and set the tone. Right. You've got Ryan Johnson, who I know is just going to make. I think oh, probably God. one of the best Star Wars movies ever. More than likely, yeah. And then, his. Exactly. And then you got Colin Trevorrow. I think he's just going to... He's got to finish up. He's just got to finish up, man. The tone's going to be there. Exactly. I, I, I mean, I want to say it's like an automatic home run, mm-hmm. but keep my fingers crossed. I, I don't yeah. doubt that the guy is talented because they wouldn't dare put somebody at the helm that they didn't have faith in. Both of his movies that I've seen, um, Young Director, uh, Safety Not Guaranteed, and Jurassic World, I both tupperware them, so... I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Sure. Absolutely. Same here. All right, guys. Uh, I'm not going to do Star Wars emails this week. I, I swear. I swear next week I'm going <laughs> to. I swear next week I'm going to read them all. I'm going to read them all. <laughs> Email yeah. episode? Yeah. Frank, I don't know. Are you going to – Are you? when are you going to join us again? I, I honestly got to check out my schedule, man, because – I was I was supposed to be here last week and then shit happened and then this week was kind of a you know put together thing because yeah. the other two guys are gone. Uh, I got to check. I'll be back at some point. I'll never be gone forever. Oh, I know. But I know. Uh, you know, I just got to check. Next week I don't have kids. I just got to check and see. I'll get back with you. Can't yeah. guarantee you. But you know, if you tune in, find out. If you get me, cool. If you don't, whatever. I'm like herpes. I might be there. Yeah. I might not. Well, I'm, a lot of our listeners that are new, probably they haven't heard you, and then some of our listeners that are like old school that have been with us for a while. It's weird to think that I'm old school. Yeah, you do. feel new. What was your first episode? Uh, I think it was 43. It was the Godzilla Podzilla. Mm. Yep, yep, because uh, Jake was not on that episode. Jake, Jake was, was not, not on there. that episode. It was me, you, and then listener John Woods. Yep, Jay was there, wasn't he? Jay was there. Yeah, it was Jay was me, there. you, yep. Jay, and John Woods. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
That was your first episode. Does he wild. still come on every once in a while? John? Yeah. No, I've tried to get him to come back um, on, but he never gets back yet, with me. John? Come on, man. I know, dude. Every once in a while, I'll message him. I'm like, dude, John, what movies do you want to talk about? And He's like, like, y'all talk about pussy too much. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I guess so, man. Like, I, I can't take it. <laughs> He's listening to some more sophisticated podcasts these days. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, dude, do you, anything you want to say to our listeners? Because I don't, they don't know when they're going to hear from you again. You've got uh, fans, dude. That's so Isn't that fucked, fucked up? up dude? That is fucked That's up, fucked man. That's fucked up, dude, when you it think really about that. It really is. Because, like, I don't like to admit that I have fucking fans. Because, I, dude, I know there's some people that fucking hate my ass. You know, which I don't understand that because this goes back to the fucking TFS motherfucker. Like, they they to- so totally don't understand that this wouldn't be here without you. They don't get it. And so, I mean, I don't understand how you can listen to the show and not like Brian, but whatever. I can't. I can't. <laughs> Yeah, the only thing I gotta say is people like if you got like a drunk uncle that comes by randomly and says weird fucked up shit, that's me. Drunkle Frank. Drunk, 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 Frank. I'll be your drunkle Frank. I love it. Right. And it's just, you know, like the show's like a doggy bag. I'm like herpes. I show up on yeah. your face when you least expect it. So. Well, say goodbye to our listeners. I don't know. Bye. I mean, Hello. I know they love you, dude. So Whatever. They're, they're they're yeah, they do. <laughs> We've got a few that's fucking singled you out. Shit a in the few, past. Yeah. Shane's anger. <laughs> oh God. Shane's anger. His anger should be at his two inch cock. <laughs> God damn it, I know. I'm gonna hate this dude who sounds cool. Alright. Uh, next week we'll be back. Jason and Jake should be back. Um I don't know what we're talking about next week. I have no clue. Episode. Uh, I will go over the TFS winners. I tell you what, guaranteed, I know I'll be back for the Deadpool episode. Okay, nice. I know I'll be back for that, guaranteed. I will go over the TFS winners. Okay. You know who's going to award the winners? Who? Me. All right. You know why? Because I can't trust you and Jake. I can't trust you guys. I'm not giving you, you or Jake... Any like for this contest, mm-hmm. I'm not a, I'm not letting you guys choose a winner. You know why? What? Because of that fucking the uh, the remember the, our email bumper, and you guys chose you chose the male motherfucker. Is that what I did? And that wasn't even like yeah. You went with Jake. God damn man, it must have been all the drugs. And I was all about time. Gafford's fucking uh, uh, Flash Gordon version. I loved it. Well, whatever this fucking thing is that you play this episode, that's mm-hmm. the ultimate, man. It's got so many different callbacks to everything. That's the best. Oh, dude, Kevin Sparenberg is going to love you because that was his bumper. All of it together, that was just him? Kevin Sparenberg did that. Okay. Yeah. Man, I don't even know what the fuck I was thinking. Yeah. Was I, pl- awesome. I, I alternate between him and uh, Gafford's. And okay. I think Dennis Asparrow sent us the male motherfucker. There's so many different cool things in this one that you played this episode. Like, I can't not love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Yeah, I think we do have some of the most uh crude uh bumpers that are in uh that are in podcasting. And that's why I love you guys. Yeah. That, <laughs> the DC bumpers. I I just went all out with that one. <laughs> I have a woman saying that Batman destroyed her vagina. <laughs> Yeah, why not? That's awesome. All right, we're going to end this bitch. <laughs> thank you, Frank, for joining me this episode. No People need to thank you because they wouldn't have an episode to listen to this week if it Aww. was not for you. Because it would have just been me this week talking. Wipe the blood off your faces, people. I know your ears are bleeding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, put some tampons in your, in your ear pussies. <laughs> <laughs> Soak it up. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> all right. And just like all good leftovers say on their doggy bags, thank you for listening and thank you for your patronage. We'll see you next week. Later, folks. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a T-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat, but it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's fix it, clean it, erase it, let's embrace it. Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carryover, counterculture, pushover. Pop culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Podcasts that are original and good. Have already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft. And we're the shaft, the crap, even though we're the shit. Woo! We're the leftovers picking up the scraps, dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good and toss it, good and taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carryover, counterculture, pushover, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said Leftovers Pretty sure that the only talent Is the band that's singing this Pop culture leftovers We love it, hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carryover, counterculture, pushovers, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said, leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this, pop culture, leftovers.